Show. You can bring up whatever you want if you dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site there are completely free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. There's a lot to talk about here tonight. Uh, we're going to get into a, a tipping controversy. We haven't talked tipping on this program in a while, and uh, apparently some tipping controversy bubbled up recently over at the NH3.com forums, and we'll uh, summarize that for you and get your thoughts, especially if you are in the service industry or if you're somebody that doesn't tip. Because there is one man who is making it quite public and clear that he is anti-tipping. And we'll talk about what his reasons for doing that are here in a little bit. Uh, but first, some audio, just in case we don't get a chance to play this later. Uh, people have been, some people have been curious as to what had happened at the Keen Freedom Festival over the weekend. And I figured I would bring you a, some excerpts because it, it went on for... The cops were there for a good ten minutes uh, walking around threatening people. In case you don't know, we had a little event on Sunday. We went for three hours where there was some music and so there was there were some tables. Various different New Hampshire-based liberty organizations were there uh, reaching out to people and, and talking about liberty and freedom. And it was a wonderful little social occasion. Did you have a permit? Uh, no, there was no permit for the event. And you don't fact, need those stinking permits. <laughs> indeed. In fact, uh, there was no permit for the last uh, Keene Freedom Festival. So, Well, if... You know, and, and it comes down to the fact, if you need a permit, that means you're asking permission. If you're asking permission, you don't have the right to peaceably assemble. Right, and doesn't it say in the First Amendment of the their Constitution that it's something about the right to peaceably assemble? So if you've got a right, you're exactly right, Mark. You shouldn't have to ask anybody's permission to exercise that right. And so everybody was gathering in what was public, or what is allegedly public property, and they were just having a good old time. Everybody was fine, enjoying themselves. Uh, we weren't disturbing anybody or anything like that. But the cops showed up, and they claimed that somebody was disturbed. They claimed they'd gotten a complaint. Of course. And, of course, the complaint was alleging that we were holding an event without a permit. Now, how it is that a complainant, somebody who might have been walking by that day, for instance, would have been able to know that we didn't have a permit is a good question. Uh, probably it was just the city people wanting to harass us. I yeah, imagine. it seems very unlikely to me um, because you had said that they uh, they they targeted you and uh, and Toby, and they got that from a flyer that they got online. So they had right. to have done a certain amount of research. Did they research first and then get the complaint, or did they get the complaint, do the research, and then come out at the beginning of the event? It's hard to say. They didn't come out at the beginning. They waited, I would say, a good hour into the event before they came out. And one of them, one of the cops, there were three cops that came out. Actually, there was a fourth cop uh, just across the street watching. But uh, three cops came out. One of them was the city prosecutor dressed up like a cop. Uh, I bet he liked that. That was right. fun. Well, because apparently he's both. He's both a cop and a prosecutor. Ooh. Seems like a conflict of interest, right? But then again, yeah, the, entire, the entire system is a conflict of interest. And so they came out, and they already had the uh, the slips, the little pink slips that they gave Toby and myself. They already had them pre-made out. And as you'll hear, I think in the audio, I think I kept this part in the audio, uh, somebody brings that point up. You know, well, if you're just coming out here to investigate, if you're coming out here because somebody, their claim is that somebody said that there was no permit for the event. So someone complained to the police that there was an event being held that had no permit. One of the cops tells us when he's out there that it's his job to investigate the claim. So if it's your job to investigate the claim that the event has no permit, 
he's going around asking, do you, you know, do you have a permit? Do you have a permit? He goes to every table asking them if they have a permit. So he looks like he's investigating that. But yet the other cop, the prosecutor, already has uh, slips made out to myself and Toby from Free Minds TV that says operating an event without a permit. So which one is it anyway? It's very confusing. It's, you know, it's really just clear that these people do whatever it is that they want to do. And usually they get away with it. Now, they didn't get away with it entirely on this particular occasion, and that's because the entire event was staffed with liberty activists, and most of whom are not, uh, many of whom are not willing to be pushed around anymore and are getting tired of it. Now, I will say that uh, there was some obedience to be found here because after people were threatened with arrest, as you'll hear in the audio, they did move, uh, some, of the, some of them moved their tables to a different area, which apparently wasn't a permittable area. It was just a free area where everybody could be whatever they wanted to. So this one pl- plot of land was apparently permittable, but the other right. plot you could just be They on. could move uh, 30 or 40 feet and uh, not be a problem. I don't, I don't have a particular problem with that. I mean, I can see how uh, you, know, you might, but uh, it, it harkens me back to the, uh, the doctor's Seuss story, where the where the two creatures, uh, I don't know what they are, let's call them star-bellied sneeches, uh, come up uh, to each other and, and they say to each other, I'm not going to move, and the other one says, I'm not going to move, and then a city rises around them, civilization rises and falls as both of them stand there, and they won't move. I think it was worth moving the 30 or 40 feet. You know, now that you've got a kid, I think we're going to hear a lot more of these Dr. Seuss things. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't agree with you, Mark. I think that uh, the fact that people moved their tables showed that they were subservient to the police and they uh, they essentially obeyed uh, their demands. Now, they didn't obey, obey entirely, which they deserve credit for. They continued to sell food without a permit. Uh, they continued to play music uh, with you know without an amplification permit or whatever. So the event did continue on just 40 feet to the east, basically. And so I think that if you're going to continue, you should just continue right where you are and call the police on their bluff and see if they will actually arrest an entire crowd of, oh, I don't know, I think we had a good 25 people out there, considering there were three cops, I think that we could have called their bluff, but what I understand is that from my encounters with the police, you you grow in your ability to resist, you grow in your ability to non-cooperate, and, you know, for instance, and it's, I, I'm not... I don't want to chastise anybody for not – or I don't want to chast any, uh, chastise anyone for moving away because if you don't want to get arrested, then that's the right thing to do. Uh, but if you are willing to be arrested, then you can call the police on their bluff and find out if they'll actually arrest people. And indeed, uh, Kat Canning was there from the New Hampshire Free Press, and she was one of the few people who did not move her table and – the cops never came back to bother her. They could have come back. They did, uh, they did drive by a few times, so they knew what the situation was, but they did not come back to arrest anybody. So what it was, Mark, was that all they were trying to do was exercise some level of control. It was just like when Sam, our friend from the Obscured Truth Network, went into the courtroom and the judge was demanding that he get his elbows off the table. Come up here. Do this. Do that. They want to try to control you as much as they possibly can to get I you to consent where, I, I get to their system. I where you're system. coming from. However, um, you know, up to this point, they've been taking steps towards uh, taking away people's freedom. Is that not correct? Sure. Would you say that the people that moved but continued to sell the hot dogs and play the music and do all that uh, other stuff took steps towards regaining their freedom? Absolutely. Great. Steps are all I want to see, man. That's right. And I think that at the next Freedom Fest, we should stay exactly where we are. 
and the uh, you know you're certainly welcome to move if you want to, but I think more tables need to stay where they are, and we'll see well, if they're going to throw people. I guess there should have been a free talk live table stalls. where you could have sat and left it there. You know what? Last time I was at a table, this time I wasn't because I wanted to go and engage in uh, in illegal gambling, and that's what I was doing at the moment the police walked up. So I was actually <laughs> engaged in gambling as the prosecutor walked up to me and handed me this uh, this little ticket. It was quite obvious that I was engaged in gambling. So don't try to act, Mark. I'm just like saying I wasn't putting myself on the line. holier than thou on these. People. People, it, you, I mean, you're awfully quick to, to say, I think these people should have been ready to go to jail. I think it would have been a much more powerful video had uh, it would have been a much more powerful event. Thanks for your commentary. Had, Can we hear it now? You know, I'll get to it, Mark, when I'm darn well good and ready to. I, it just don't be so cavalier with people's freedom. I'm not being cavalier with people's yeah, you freedom. Are. You're like, make I think they should have been ready to. to go to jail. I think that people I think it should have been f- better if they would have gone to jail. I think that nobody would have gone to jail. I That's think it would have been opinion, better. That's your opinion, my friend. It's, it's speculation. What would they have done, Mark? Assessment. They don't have any more than five cops on it. Every, any given time, oh, the Keene Police Department. Believe you me, Mister. They call on uh, they they call that uh, mutual aid uh, thing, and they say we uh-huh. we, we, we got a riot downtown. Yeah? Come that on in with your riot footage. Come on in, then. Let's bring the SWAT team out. You don't mind the idea that. A couple of people get their heads cracked that aren't ready to you do that. You gotta be kidding me! They're not gonna crack anybody's heads, Mark. Get real. There were fifth. There were like five cameras there recording this entire scene. Nobody's gonna get their head cracked in with that kind of uh, focus, with that kind of scrutiny. Okay, here's my question for you, Ian. Next time you have one of these things, do you set up where you did uh, at first this time, or do you set up where you know you don't need a permit? Well, that's a good question. If you set up where uh, you didn't need a permit last time, they might not be able to say anything to you. But then again, they didn't come out and harass us the first time we were there. Well, there's an important lesson here. If you're going to do this, make sure you bring a table with wheels on it. I guess that would make things a little easier. But uh, 800-259-9231. It's better to be where we were originally set up because it's closer to the road and more people would be, it would be easier for people to come in. And I think that was part of what they were trying to do was to set us as far away as we possibly could be. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com, and those features include the bulletin board system, over 400,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about, serious issues to fun stuff. You find it all free over bbs.freetalklive.com. Again, that's bbs.freetalklive.com. Plus, SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL, C-A-I. All right. So, anyway, I want to get to the uh, audio here, and we'll continue with your phone calls after that, of what happened, uh, a, a few excerpts from the recent Keene Freedom Festival over the past weekend, where uh, New Hampshire cops attempted to crack down on some peaceful, fun-loving liberty, uh, fun-loving liberty activists that just happened to be having a good time in a public area uh, without 
getting a permit first. And I am going to encourage more people to stand their ground next time. And I'm not trying to come down on anybody, Mark, for not doing so. I mean, I myself, when I was in uh, their courtroom the other day and the judge threatened me with arrest, if I didn't, you know, if I if I kept talking, he said he was going to have me arrested. And because I didn't have my ducks in a row at that point, you know, I want to pay up some bills in advance and stuff like that and make sure that you and Julia have access to the necessary business uh, accounts and stuff like that in order to continue doing business should they happen to throw me in a cage i was not in the position at that point of being able to uh of being able to be ready for that so just, i completely it, you know, understand why someone will follow those will follow these it's orders a tonal in a situation thing. Like i mean that. it's like it sounds a little condescending and i just want to make sure that that it's 100% clear yes it would have been better if they would have stood their ground maybe sure. it would have been better if they would have thumbed their noses at the police or mooned them but they didn't so it's okay and it's okay it's perfect well, yeah, it worked out pretty well, uh, considering that the cops didn't come back when they could have come back, and they could have uh, they could have still, you know, they could have arrested people. It was they a could've. victory. It it absolutely was a victory, Mark. It was a little bit less of a victory than it could have been in that people did bow down for the police, which a is victory, what the police wanted them to do. Yeah, but you know what? It was actually good for both of you because the cops got to show that they bit some people on the ear and and then left, and you got to stay there. Right. I just hope that the victories continue to increase over time. I don't next see time why they would decrease. They'll leave us alone. I agree with you. Well, you're the person, Mark, who thinks there's going to be this big crackdown. I mean, you used I, to believe there's a crackdown coming. Well, you I, still th- I think that? that I think there's yeah, there's going to have to be at some point because they're going to see that we're losing we're losing control here. All right. However, it doesn't have to be today. Right. And they are going to lose more control over time because the more liberty activists there are here in New Hampshire, the less control they're going to have, and the more liberty activists there are that are willing to stand their ground and not bend one iota. In the face of these uh, these thugs, uh, the better we're going to be off as well. So that's all I'm encouraging is that people continue to interact with these police and gain their gain the confidence that's necessary in order to handle these people appropriately. Gain the confidence necessary to be able to ask the right questions, to be able to take the the appropriate stance, and to act like a free man or the free man or woman that you actually are. It takes practice. I'm the first person to admit that. It's not easy when the pressure's on to uh, to throw out questions and 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 you know ignore their questions or turn your answers into more questions for them. This is something that takes practice. It really does. So with that, we go to the audio here. Oh, well, let's turn the audio on. Two and three. All right, here's a permit. Please take it. Please take it. All right, if you, are you telling me you don't want to be served? You don't want to be served? Okay, then we're going to have to place you on arrest. Which one? Do you want to get served? Why would you do something like that? Thank you. Are we not allowed to gather in public, sir? Well, you can gather in public. There's nothing wrong with it, but you've got to have a permit to serve food. So there's no right to gather in public? There's no right to gather You're using city electricity. I'm not using any electricity. Right there. That's your I'm not using anything. You've got to get rid of your now, what am I crit- uh, critiquing myself here uh, in this? I'm making declarative statements when I should be asking questions. Now, I do ask some questions a little bit later. Uh, what kind of question would you ask to um, you're using city electricity? What evidence do you have that I'm using city electricity? It's not a bad. Uh, yeah. it's, it's 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 not a bad way to come back. I mean, because right. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Well, I'm just wondering that, though. I mean, is that throwing the guy who is using electricity under the bus? Well, later on, uh, they did end up getting electricity from a nearby business, so it ended up being that the music continued. It, it too, ended up so. fine, but yeah. I'm just, you know, I, it, they, that doesn't mean you should throw <laughs> throw somebody under the bus. You know, I'm, I, nobody was no, thrown. Under I the understand bus. you didn't throw them under the bus. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, by pointing out that I'm not using electricity, then it's sort of the next the next statement that kind of comes to mind is 
That's him. He's using electricity. Yeah, they were going after, uh, you know, they were going after Toby and myself. And actually, the audio there in the very beginning was him uh, threatening Toby with arrest if he didn't take the piece of paper from right. his hand. And I think that this, um, which the, is nonsense, the by use the way. of electricity here was something that needed to be, uh, you know, that should have been thought about ahead of time. And you know, it only is a critique. Um, sure, we'll get it right next time. Yeah. Uh, so Toby, now this is nonsense, by the way. Uh, he was threatening for the sake of threatening because they can serve you their papers. Their job is done when they've touched them to you. So he could have just come up and said, you know, you've been served, just like the, the couch enforcer guy did to me. If he just come up to Toby and touched him and said, you've been served, that would have been sufficient. But he proceeded to threaten him just because he could. I'm sure we could even build a whole sporting event around not being touched with a, with a piece of paper like Running that. away and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course, then again, running from the cops is usually not a great idea. Okay. Because you can, I don't have any food, but we can tell the people that do. Sure. And you got to unplug it. You can, you can if you want. Okay, to so then we don't bus, have to disperse. Plus the use of this section here, you have to. Oh, have so a, now oh, it's the another issue: the use no, of the section. Because this is, you just can't walk in and take all this place. What about if I want to walk in and take you, all this? You're place? right here. Here you are. And I want to join my tent. Please sit here. here. We'll be so, home for right now. In case you can't tell, this guy is surrounded by people. Now, the only thing that would make this better is if there were more people, but, uh, you know, over time that will definitely happen because more people are inbound because of the Free State Project. We'll talk more about that here in a little bit. No one's stopping you. So, yeah. Okay, you so, all set? Hello, do I understand that? We're going to see him in court, yeah. And what, uh, what if we don't move along? Then you could face an arrest or a summons. So you're saying, are you saying that people are not allowed to gather in public? So what if we don't move along? You could face an arrest or a summons. They're not going to make any promises because odds are good they're not going to arrest any of these people. Uh, if they're going to arrest somebody, they'll only arrest, you know, one or two people because they just don't have the manpower to arrest a couple of dozen people. They just don't have it. We continue. Square, they have a city ordinance against gathering here. Excuse me. Department. Is, uh, well, no, I don't need so anything. No law because it's just an ordinance. It's your ordinance, not mine. Yep. Okay, well, it's the city's ordinance. Now, Wayne, you're laughing, but that again was another declaration. I should have turned that into a question. I didn't. So, again, these things take practice. Interacting with these guys, the pressure's on. They've got guns on their hips. You can get a little nervous. There's uh, adrenaline pumping to some extent. But I must say I felt more comfortable this time than I'd felt in the past. And it also helps to be surrounded by people that are also with you, that are also you know, taking your side on things. That also makes you feel a little more comfortable. It also helps to stay very calm. Yes. I, though, everybody here was, was quite calm. So what and what is the city? Factually, what is the city? The bricks. No, the food is one thing. Right, because you need the inspection code and everything like that. Well, oh, by the way, the cop never answered my question about factually what the city is. Why would he? Yeah. You, so you so said said the is the city. No, that was different. Different okay. clip. City, and they said, no, nothing is needed. No permits, nothing for, to sell food. Really? Yes. Okay. But now, aside from the food, if we move off the bricks, we're okay. I think we're okay right where we are. The railroad, so railroad Square needs a permit. I would say that's a break. The the permit. Permit. Square needs a permit? The square needs a permit. Right. Well, I don't know if how the square is going to get a permit. <laughs> now, that actually made the cop laugh. He was laughing at that point. More on the way. You can take control. Bring up anything. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Attention, freedom activists. If you're planning your move to New Hampshire, you know that Manchester is the heart of the free state. But finding an apartment when you're out of state can be a major pain in the... You need Prickle. Prickle has apartment rentals designed to meet your needs. There's no minimum length of stay. They accept payment in silver or gold. And responsible firearms owners are welcome. 
To find your new home in the heart of Manchester's growing Liberty Enclave, log on right now to Prickle.com. That's P-R-I-C-L dot com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up anything. Just dial the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com, and the features include the Shrine of Female Listeners, the dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what it's all about. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. If you're doing some remodeling at your house, your kitchen or your bathroom, you can uh, purchase knobs and pulls at uh, wholesale prices and support a business that supports Free Talk Live. Internobs.com, you can save 10% on your already wholesale price by using code FTL at checkout. It's internobs.com, I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S.com, friendly service and wholesale prices for knobs and pulls at internobs.com. 1-800-259-9231. Why is it that we're playing this audio in the first place? We're playing some audio, uh, some excerpts from some audio that was recorded by myself. There were several people recording, but this is the audio that I picked up with my voice recorder. Uh, at uh, Keen Freedom Fest recently, which is a local little uh, freedom festival we're having on a uh, bi-yearly, it's bi-yearly, twice a year, or is it? Anyway, uh, we're having it twice a year up here in uh, the Keene, New Hampshire semi, area. Semi-annual. Semi-annual. Anyway, we are... Uh, we're doing these events, and we're not asking government's permission to go out and do them. So what's the point of uh, playing the audio? Well, to give you an, an idea of how the police are handling a situation like this when they're surrounded by liberty activists. Now, you don't get this where you live. You don't have this happening where you are. You don't have this many activists. At least if you do, we don't know about it because we're not hearing about the things that you're doing. Uh, but up here in New Hampshire, we've got so many activists, it's... It's hard sometimes to decide what activist events to go and do. I'm sure there were other things to do on that particular Sunday morning in other parts of the state, but luckily a number of people came out to, New, uh, to Keene and spent their morning with us uh, this past Sunday. And because of that, this, uh, this event was populated with Liberty activists. And when three cops showed up to threaten people with arrest if they didn't bow down and obey the almighty state, things kind of, well, didn't go maybe as the cops had hoped they would go. Uh, the cops were surrounded by activists with video cameras. You can see some of the video footage over at RidleyReport.com. Dave Ridley is putting up a four-part series about the various events that occurred at this past Keene Freedom Festival. So this is a news, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it's a newsworthy event in that the, and as you pointed out, Mark, the activists won. Uh, we weren't shut down. The people that were selling food were not prevented from selling food. The people that were playing music were, you know, continued to play their music. Uh, there was a slum, slight bow down in that uh, some of the tables were moved about 40 feet to the east to a different uh, area of well, public land, I think but it was a, a, an know, incredible success. Along the way to big government, we've had essentially people compromising and compromising, and we got big government. Yeah. I think that... Now the government's going to compromise. It's a good system to, you know, have having them compromise, because I right. think if you hadn't moved... You really would have forced the cops into a situation where they had to lose. They won. You know, they they could walk away with a small victory to the, the, in their right. own mind, and that's what that's the idea of compromise in the in the first place. Is you know nobody's entirely happy. Saving but, face. 
Yeah, so you know they got to they got to move the uh, the, the 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 liberty activist people off of the the concrete that was uh, that that is railroad square onto the the grass that is next to it, and the the, the electricity that belongs to the city isn't being used, and that's fine. So we are ta- we've talked a lot about the Free State Project, which is a, a brilliant idea to move as many liberty activists together as possible. Uh, here in New Hampshire, and you can go to freestateproject.org to learn more about it. But you know, this is it. this is the Free State Project in reality. It's outside of the realm of politics. This isn't sort of the realm of outreach and market-based activism. Uh, and it goes well, this to isn't show the you, Free State Project at all. The Free State Project is, is, true. is an organization to move people. Here, uh, thank but. you. There were New Hampshire natives that were present as well at this particular event. Uh, but this is an this is an example to show you what's going what it's like when the activists outnumber the police. I mean, the cops would, I'm sure, have loved to have brought 25 cops down there, but they just don't have those kind of numbers. So we're already to the point where a, you know, average gathering of activists, liberty activists here in New Hampshire, is something that's really to be contended with as far as the police are concerned. Let me continue with the audio clip here. Does, does someone else have this area? Is this being is this permitted to no, somebody public area? And, and they try and we're the public, and there's already people gathering here. We're walking through it, and all you need to do is get a permit, so it'll be yours. So we, so we don't need someone else to be the public. What, what obligation do, do we have to do that? City ordinance. But what obligation do we have to follow those city ordinances? You're a citizen. How do you know? Yeah, it's true. But even if you're not a citizen, you still have to follow the rules of that country. I'm not sure I understand. Well, I'm sorry, you don't. Isn't Someone there a right to basically okay? assemble and then still trying to get, yeah, get the national constitution? constitution? The permit yeah. is for the square. The square, which is the bridge. To assemble, right, there's some sort of license that I'm not that familiar with, but the permit, that's what I'm concerned about. Right so what, what do you mean by assemble? The cop claimed that there was a license to assemble, which... I don't think there is any such thing. So, as he said, he wasn't too familiar with it. So, it's, that's a cop right there admitting that even he doesn't even know his own system. Even he, who's a lieutenant on the uh, the police force, doesn't even know his uh, his own laws. Did you mention that separately? Correct. <laughs> so, if we get off the square... To you, you're going to be okay with what I'm warning you with right now. And, and what, will you warn us with something else if well, no one complains? If no one complains... I'm not going to do that. And as long as you guys clear out. And you won't tell us who complains, so there's no proof I don't know someone complained. I don't know. But, but who does You know? don't know either, so you don't even have proof the, that someone complained. <laughs> the chief might who complain. The chief knows. The chief knows. And he called us. Right. So, and you don't know if, you know, he has no proof. There's no proof that anyone complained. He could have just said, I saw this player. I don't want them there. I'm going to tell my guys to get them off. Don't you wish you were out looking for real criminals? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right now, right now. That's my boy. What a jackass. That's a fair question. That's a fair question. That is awesome. Let me play his answer. Big gold star for you. Let me play his answer. I love that. Here's his answer, okay? Here we go. just said, I saw this player. I don't want them there. I'm going to tell my guys to get them off. Don't you wish you were out looking for real criminals? Yeah. Really? Come on. Right now, I wish I were anywhere. I wish you were anywhere, too. I don't have nothing against you. But And I don't have anything against you folks. Except that we're public using a public space. Right. And it's one area of space that needs a permit. But it doesn't because uh, the New Hampshire Constitution, which you're operating underneath, uh, makes it very clear the government's by the consent of the governed, and we don't consent. That's that's a fine opinion. No, it says it right there in Article 1. You're welcome to take a look at it. But that's that's where we stand today. Did you swear an oath to the New Hampshire Constitution? That's where we stand today, okay? I see where you're coming from, but it's not okay. Did you swear an oath? All right, thanks for all you. Yes, not. 
Yeah. Ian, does your mother know you're causing all this trouble? <laughs> I haven't. I'm not causing trouble. They're the ones that were causing trouble. We were just having a nice little event with some live music and some tables and some activists, and they're the ones that came over and, and started the trouble. And, uh, you know, when he was saying that's where we stand today, I was thinking after the fact, probably would have been best to ask, who's we? Mm-hmm. But I didn't think of it at the time. So anyway, there you go. Some of the audio from the past Keen Freedom Festival. Things should even get better over time as more activists come here and the event gets bigger. And what are they going to do next time? Uh, because, by the way, I'd like to point out that uh, Toby from Freeminds TV, freemindstv.com, and myself uh, were both given their little citations or complaint forms right. or whatever they neither of you had tables, and neither of you <laughs> yeah, were right. really involved in setting up the event. Not at all. It, it, it's very strange. I don't, I, I'm very interested in what they're going to do to prove this, uh, this little piece of paper. I'm interested. To, uh, you know, First of all, it's a complaint, and there's no signature on it. Is there any fine? Uh, no, it's just a complaint. It says you're supposed to go to the court to... Uh, answer to the complaint, apparently. So I'd like to know who is the complainant. Who is the complaining, not only who's the complaining party, but who's the victim? Who's the damaged party? There is no such thing. You can't put the state of New Hampshire on the on the stand. So it should be very interesting. Uh, we'll see what happens over time, and we'll let you know. Let's go to your phone calls about whatever you want. Vanessa is has been waiting patiently in Pennsylvania. Vanessa, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Um, I wanted to talk about uh, what's going on? I received a jury questionnaire, and I would love to serve on jury duty because I think if you can actually get a jury of your peers, which I don't think anybody does, mm-hmm. that that really is the best way to get justice. Um, but there were a lot of questions on their form that I thought were irrelevant, and I sent that in. I filled out some of the ones that I thought made sense and told them that and got back a letter, and I just wanted your opinion on what I should do next. I would like to hear, first of all, what you thought, as far as the questions you thought were irrelevant. Can, can you give us some examples? Do you still have some of them in your memory, or did you write oh, some I, down? I have the whole thing in front of okay, me. Okay, great. I'm going to bring you back. We'll talk more with Vanessa here. I want to find out what those it, irrelevant questions were. Hang on, Vanessa. We're going to bring you back. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Of course, got to mention the Fully Informed Jury Association. We'll explain what that is here in moments, and we'll talk more with Vanessa and take your calls as well. It is Free Talk Live. Talk Live, you can bring up anything if you dial toll-free 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Wade. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Whatever you buy, either new or used, Anything goes. Just add, uh, head over to Amazon.freetalklife.com. Add stuff to your shopping cart. Check out and feel good because you're getting the stuff you want, the brands you trust, the prices you're looking for, and you're helping Free Talk Live all at the same time. Amazon.freetalklive.com. So we go back to Vanessa in Pennsylvania. You were telling us that you'd gotten a, a jury questionnaire, which is a little different from what I'm used to seeing. You, you actually received this in the mail? Yes. They mailed me the juror qualification form. Huh. which I had five days to fill out. Uh, it asked, you know, name, age, birthday, address, telephone number, if right. I'm a citizen, uh, if I'm a resident of the county, uh, what township I reside in. And then it also asked for my occupation employer, if retired, the name of my last employer, part-time occupations, if any, huh. my marital status, my spouse's name, my spouse's occupation, the number of children, if any, and their ages, 
Um, wow, it's a lot of questions. Just mighty irrelevant. How long? How long were the, was this form? I mean, it was a couple pages, or no? It's just a one-page form. So front and back, or just the front? Just, just the front. Now, and uh, did they, did they actually have your name written on it? Was this sent to you, or was it sent to the household? No, it was sent to me. Okay. Uh, the the envelope that it came in was addressed to me, and then it has a stamp on it with a drawer number mm-hmm. and my name and address. Gotcha. Um, and then at the at the end. And like I said, I, I would actually I I would actually love to serve on jury duty, um, basically because I think it would be nice to kind of make my views heard. Sure. Um, but you're always saying that we should try, you know, non-cooperation, and I don't want to give them all this information. Um, I'm at the bottom, so I left a lot of questions blank. Oh no, don't pay that. Um, at the bottom, it said, do you have any additional comments? And I said uh, that I do not wish to supply the state with the above information as I do not see how it is relevant to my eligibility. Sounds like a fair comment. Uh, By the way, I'd like to point out before you go on that I just encourage people to, you know, dip their toes into the realm of non-cooperation. It sounds like that's what you're doing here. But as far as getting on a jury is concerned, you you may be absolutely right. If you non-cooperate in that particular zone, then they might just throw your uh, your application right out, and you never have the opportunity. So if you're looking to get on a jury, uh, the people over the fully informed jury association may have some good suggestions as to how to sort of conceal the truth about your beliefs, but at the same time answer. Their questions, uh, and if a fully informed jury association's website is fija.org, F-I-J-A.org. They may have some good suggestions for those people who are interested in learning more about how to how to actually get on a jury without them finding out that you believe in liberty uh, at the same time. So it's kind of a tricky process. Uh, but that said, you sent your response back saying you didn't feel like answering those questions, and what happened? Uh, today I got a letter from the court administrator's office, um, which said that they got my uh, my form, and they want me to please be advised that your qualification form is devised by the commission in such a manner that the commission may determine from the answers to the questions on the form whether or not the prospective juror is qualified. And it goes on from there. So I called and I said, what do you mean by qualified? Because I don't understand how some of those questions speak to my qualification. <laughs> yeah. And the lady couldn't answer that question. Sure she couldn't. She's just a And when I asked her operator. about specific questions... Um, well, they did say that if I've been in prison, I can't be on the jury. Why? I, I, isn't, I don't know. Isn't they this, said so. Isn't this odd? I mean, you know, uh, most people, this doesn't confront them, but there's a, you know, a two, three percent of the population it does. And, and more every year. I've been in prison. Are you telling me that I'm, in, I mean, are, is this woman, not you, telling me that I'm incapable of deciding whether someone's guilty or innocent? Uh, you know, it's, it's just very Anything, strange. you should know better. Should I, I get taxed? Am I, should I not yeah. be in, this important, involved in this important civic duty? I feel like I have a right to that. Oh, I agree. And yes, if, I know. <laughs> and if you're somebody with a criminal record, isn't a jury of your peers, wouldn't that include other people with a criminal record? You would think so, yeah. It, it, would, it would seem. Yeah, right. The uh, And that was the one question she said they had use for, and the other one was uh, if my phone number has changed or I did not provide a phone number, that they might use my employer to try to track me down if I'm selected. Um, but this information isn't even – if I was picked, they would then send me another form that I would have to fill out, which the uh, the attorneys would 
use to determine whether they want me. Right. That's where the questions get really intrusive. Uh, it's that form. I mean, if, as though they weren't intrusive enough. Uh, that's where they get into, you know, what magazines do you subscribe to? Uh, what is it that, you know, uh, what are your what what who do you vote for? That kind of thing. I don't have a list of questions in front of me, but they want to find out. They want to essentially profile you. They ask you questions like, you know, do you believe that uh, you should follow the law? Uh, or do you believe that, you know, they'll actually ask you questions that are related to jury nullification just to try to uh, to weed people like that out. And so, again, the Fully Informed Jury Association, I think, has some brochures that have some excellent advice on to how to go about doing, uh, you know, obscuring yourself. Uh, they do suggest, for instance, like canceling your mag. I mean, they, they suggest going so far as to cancel your magazine subscriptions for a short period of time so you're not lying about not subscribing to any magazines. Uh, but then again, you know, I don't I guess if you don't answer the questions at all, then they'll probably just throw you out for that. So it's such a tricky process to try to get on one of these juries if you actually believe in liberty. I'd love to actually you know, what I'd like to hear from is somebody who has successfully gotten on a jury as someone who understands fully informed jury uh, concepts. I'd love to talk to somebody who's like who's in that position. Now, I will say that this letter goes on from there to basically to be threatening. What did they say to you? Um, compliance with the juror qualification is not only an obligation of citizenship, but is required by law. I guess that means they're going to come with their guns to get me eventually. Possibly. And that any person failing to complete the juror qualification form as directed may be summoned by the commissioner to appear at the office of the commission to fill out the form. You know, I I had an attorney when I filed a suit against uh, the town that I live in um, say that uh, that the tax form, calling I called the tax form a threat. He said, that's just paranoia. I mean, listen wow. to this. They're, they're saying that they're going to come get you if you don't fill out this invasive, stupid form of well, theirs. Well, you could either fill it out as they're demanding, or you could fill it out with whatever you want to fill it out with. I mean, they're just saying you need to fill it out, so if you want to write in where you've had... Uh, I mean, does it say that it has to be truthful? Otherwise, you could just say none of your business. Um, yes. Failure to answer completely and truthfully would make me subject to the penalty for perjury. Wow. But you didn't swear. How the hell can you perjure yourself? They can say whatever they want and threaten whatever they want, Mark. Nonsense. And they, they get away with it day in and day out. And this is one They're of the just reasons. saying and no one's calling them on it. They're right. not no going to do any them. damn thing. It, well, that, well, now that's speculation, Mark. Maybe it is they speculation, would, maybe they but wouldn't. it seems very, very unlikely. Well, it's, likely, it's unlikely they might do it if you were backed up by some activists that were going to help you out. But if you're all by yourself out in Pennsylvania, I don't know. Maybe they will go after you. I mean, these well, prosecutors okay. need people to prosecute. Can I tell you that um, I live, the county that I live in, we recently, one of my good friends uh, was surrounded by FBI agents as he exited his church and hauled away as a terrorist. Good Lord. What happened to him? Has he turned back up? He's still rotting in there. They they keep postponing hearings and such. Oh, my Um, gosh. it's, It's a really... Bad situation. You drive around and there are signs, you know, free morgie and oh my gosh. And Why do they um, think he's a terrorist? Because he had exploding golf balls. I guess I don't know. Allegedly, I mean, he's just kind of an oddball liberty lover, um, and apparently had things that are considered illegal. I'm not sure of the truthfulness of any of the allegations. This is the first I've heard of this uh, particular story. So when did this happen? When did they pick him up? Uh, in the spring, for something springtime, that, for something that allegedly happened last winter. So if he's such a threat, why did they let him sit around for a couple months while they tried to get more information? If this is a country where you're guaranteed a speedy trial, why the hell hasn't he been uh, brought to trial? 
because he has too many supporters. I think that they're trying to move it around and jerk his wife around enough. That's that what we've seen them do up here is they'll, they'll change dates of trials without even telling the family members about the changes. And, I mean, the idea that there's any right to a public or speedy trial is really the federal government is proving that that whole idea is an absolute joke. This is the first I've heard of the story. And if you don't mind, Vanessa, if you hear anything about that particular case, I'd love to hear an update on it as you learn more because you're kind of our, our person on the ground over there. And what are you going to do about this uh, this form situation? Have you made up your mind? Um, I think I'm actually leaning towards going ahead and sending it in in the hopes of making it onto a jury. Okay, good luck. Let us know what happens, okay? All right, thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Vanessa, for the call. Thanks. Appreciate hearing from On you On magazine subscriptions, better homes and gardens. You can't get it more vanilla than that. 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever's on your mind. Hour number two is coming up. Uh, still to come here, Wayne, you're going to tell us about a situation involving a tip and one of the presidential candidates... We'll get to that, and we'll actually, that might expand into a larger conversation about tipping itself. But, of course, your calls are primary, and we get to them coming up here. Hour number two is on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Wade. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're totally free. So enjoy those on us as we launch here into hour number two of the program. Uh, again, the website, freetalklive.com. Phone lines are loaded up. We go to your calls, and still to come, we'll talk tipping. Uh, but first, we go to Alex in Wisconsin. You are on Free Talk Live. Hello, Alex. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, I was just calling in regards to yesterday, you guys. Mark was reading an email about a back and forth about a person who didn't think the Free State Project could work. Yeah. And um, then you guys talk about how you love about competition and just hear, not competition, but the free market and hearing about other ideas. And I was wondering mm-hmm. if you guys had heard about seasteading. What is this? Seasteading. Yes, where they, where they build a country out on the sea, you mean? Yeah, basically build city-states out on the sea. And if, what just what your guys' thoughts on that was. It it sounds like fun. I mean, the the freest you can be is uh, basically in a sailboat, um, and so you know, at that point, there's no one to tell you what to do, and there's no real rules to follow. Um, you you set your own course, and you go there, and you don't even have to worry about uh, gasoline in most cases, or diesel fuel. But I, I I don't know. It seems like putting together some giant uh, boat, and this is what I've heard uh, proposed, is like some giant bo- boat made out of uh, recycled trash. Could what are you going to do when the storm comes? I don't. Good eating. I, I don't want to be. I don't want to be on a uh, a giant boat made of uh, uh, two liter bottles uh, when a hurricane comes. Um, Farming, you know, that's... Well, uh, now, now, Mark, I mean, let's be fair. Hong Kong is basically a rock. They don't have any sort of natural resources of which to speak. And, and they're they've complete, managed... And, and they're controlled by the uh, Chinese government. 
No, I, I'm pointing out, Mark, that you were talking about farming, and I'm pointing okay. out that you don't necessarily need natural resources to survive uh, out there. And if, you know, if you have a free economy, although that said, I think that the uh, the seasteading idea is, while intriguing, not something that's too appealing to me. I mean, is there anything? And you have to build everything from, from scratch. scratch. Yeah, uh, right. And and whereas uh, you know towns have uh, houses you can buy and that kind of thing, so you would have to really get a whole bunch of people that would be uh, adept at uh, building things to yeah. uh, to do go get. This isn't this isn't something that one guy could uh, have a have a dream and uh, do himself uh, or even a few friends over the weekend or something. This is a you know a years long project done by a lot of liberty lovers that are very skilled. You right. need some and money behind yep. you too. That's what I was going to say. You need somebody with some significant capital in order to do whatever the in- investing is necessary to build this contraption uh, that will hold however many people is is planned to hold. What I'm curious about is, I've, I know that you're asking about the uh, the concept, but is there anybody who's out there doing this that you know of? From from what I understand, there actually is someone who's backed these people who, I don't know if they were the ones who came up with the idea or started to try to make it more realistic, but they found someone to invest some initial capital for them to start like hiring people to actually develop more concepts, like developing the oil platform and how it w- would work, and they actually have ideas of initially like starting off as more like a resort type thing and having people go there to stay for i don't know a week or two weeks or i don't know exactly what their plan is hmm. well i would i would think it would seem to me that uh there, there are many retired uh cruise ships out there yes and a, a re- retired cruise ship might be something um that that, that m- would work but it's gonna be a lot of money and i'm not the guy to do it uh, because i don't have that kind of jack but it's an interesting idea. It's, it, it, it is something that that generates its own power. Um, you take the t- depreciation. I, you know, you don't have to have uh, you know build your own thing brand new. Uh, is that the wave power that Google was talking about with their data center idea? How does it generate its own power? Is it because of the waves? I think it's diesel fuel. Well, that I think doesn't they generate, were that doesn't generate its own power. Using I, diesel fuel and then trying to use the wave to generate their own. Hydroelectric power Certainly, too, some, some some good attachments would be a good, uh, would be a great thing. But uh, the the people that lived on the boat uh, would could do the they could basically run their own cruise line to some extent, mm-hmm. uh, man the boat and you know do the cooking and the uh, the the cleaning and the chores like that. And they would essentially be their own little Liberty colony, Liberty cruises, running their uh, yeah you know r- running their. But you know what's the difference between doing that and and going to work for a cruise line really at that point? Yeah, you know what, what, what about taking. What about taking a step further and get an old Navy destroyer that's going into mothballs? Buy that thing. You got those big cannons on there and everything. That's a good starting point. <laughs> they are not going to give a bunch of libertarians cannons. <laughs> that was actually something that was brought up, I know, because there was obviously the thought of, well, what about piracy? Because yeah, what about it? You just have this, especially if it was a non-aggressive group that just had all the stuff on there, what, was, what would be to stop pirates from going there with guns and Taking everything. Cannons. <laughs> well, the, what stops what stops pirates from going on to cruise ships now and taking everything? Uh, besides the really tall sides, um, I guess the other <laughs> countries and their boats. Security. Yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting idea. Any other thoughts for us, Alex? Nope, that was a just Thanks for the call. Thanks, Thank appreciate you. it. Yep, 800-259-9231. Uh, you know, if somebody can make that happen, I think it's fantastic. If you can figure out a way to uh, to monetize it, that's even better. I, right now, it seems pie in the sky and a little unrealistic, but I'm the first, you know, I'll eat my words, but somebody prove me wrong. Go out there and create this giant platform or this cruise ship, Liberty Cruises, or whatever it ends up being, and, you know, 
I'm sure that somebody will join up with it. We have to find a really staunch libertarian billionaire. But, you know, most of the billionaires I know are socialists. What's that all about? Well, Koch is supposed to be a uh, – Ed Koch, I think is his name, uh, is supposed to be a libertarian billionaire. But then again, some will say he's not really a libertarian or that I guess maybe with the new, the neo-libertarians he is. Anyway, he supports a lot of think tanks like Cato and stuff like that, and, and he runs one of the – he supports IHS too. Yeah, IHS really. Okay, and one of the uh, he he's got a lot of money. So there is a liberty-oriented billionaire out there somewhere. Just become a libertarian billionaire is what you need to do, Wayne. You got it. Okay. All right, I'll work so, on it. So we continue, and we talk to Doctor Patrick in Georgia. You are on Free Talk Live. Hello, Doctor Patrick. Hey, fellas. Hey. How are you guys? Great. What's on um, your mind tonight? Well, I got a really good idea that I don't think you guys bounced around that much, but you've been talking about. Uh, trying to film your civil disobedience and you know like with lauren where she got her camera taken away and all that i yes. also uh worked in the cell phone industry and the phones have gotten so dirt cheap now that they all most all of them have video cameras that you could you could pick up phones for 25 30 bucks they could film something and if you lose it and the cops take it away big deal and yeah. if you get like an internet service, you can you can text that thing out, short video clips, about 30-second clips. It's better than that now, clips. actually. Uh, there's a service called, I believe it's Quick, QIK.com, if I'm not mistaken. don't have the website in front of me, but I think it's QIK.com, where it's for only for Nokia phones at this point, uh, but the, the newer phones that do have the video option and also have the internet option, you can connect to this Quick service, and you can stream out from your phone so you don't have to like upload anything after the fact you can stream as it is happening right, to the internet that's a huge that's uh, excellent that's a huge a huge thing because at that point you don't have to wait for, the, the cop doesn't have the opportunity to get you to erase your phone or, or whatever right then you can tell the cop you are being recorded and broadcast live on the internet and then what's he going to do uh, so and that's already so possible, cheap, but the, yeah. uh, the the bad side is it's not it's not everywhere yet. You know, I'd, I'd say give it a few more years, and then every phone service will offer something similar. But we're not quite there yet. And I I think that's just a real cheap way to do it too. If that's you know, right now, like I was saying, you could buy cheap used phones and not worry about losing them or getting them. Destroyed by the oh cop. yeah, yeah. As far as the recording option is concerned, yeah, I think yeah. you're right. The last time I bought a phone was right, well, right before when I was moving here to uh, t- to New Hampshire. Actually, no, I guess I got a newer one since then. But they were giving away phones that had just a free camera. They didn't have a video option, so it's not quite to the point where video is is on the freebies. But usually, like you know, two or three years from now, or two or three year yeah. increments, the the new features that you have to pay for end up being on the freebie phone. So probably by the next time I get another cell phone, you know, another couple of years down the road, they'll have video on everything. A video that uh, uploaded directly to the internet uh, at some kind of reasonable price would get me to buy a new cell phone. Is that right? Yeah, it would. I mean, I that that is. It it's the it's the gun that the cops can't do anything about. It's true. Uh, go to quick uh, go to the quick website, Mark, and see what they're charging these days. Because the last time I looked, it was a data charge. Uh, you're, you're looking questioning. You don't know what it quick is. Quick what? I think it's qik.com. I gave it out earlier. Uh, I, I could be wrong about that. It is. I, I saw it. Yeah, I don't know if you have more. Hang on, Dr. Patrick. We'll bring you back. If so, if not, we'll talk to you about whatever you want at 800-259-9231. So right now, the video streaming service does cost on a, a bandwidth basis. So the more you stream, the more it costs you. So I'm not sure what the current rates are, but those will come down, too, as more services start to offer and competition comes into play. Costs will come down. It's Free Talk Live.
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. And again, 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there are completely free, and they include archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website for your download and convenience, going back for an entire year. Free archives at freetalklive.com. The Institute for Humane Studies is offering free seminars over spring break. This March, join other libertarians from across the country for an intense and interdisciplinary exploration of classical liberal and libertarian thought. Participation, participation is free. The IHS provides housing and meals during the conference. Apply now to attend a seminar at the University of California, Santa Cruz on March the 7th through the 12th or Emory University in Atlanta, Georgia on March the 14th through the 19th. Visit libertarianseminars.com for more information. It's uh, open to undergraduates, graduate students, and recent graduates. Meals and housing and the cost of participation is all covered by IHS. 800-259-9231. I don't know if we still have Dr. Patrick with us. If so, let's find out. Are you there? Yeah, I'm still here. Hey. Uh, Go ahead with your I thoughts. I had a, one of, two other points I would like to make. Um, I was wondering about the Fully Informed Jury Association. Mm-hmm. I had, was my understanding, and I'm, I'm not a law expert, but can you only nullify a jury if it's a grand jury, or can you do it on any jury? I don't really know what a grand jury is. Does anybody know what a that is? A grand jury is uh, they they meet you know more rarely, and then they bring indictments forward. So, um, you know they they decide whether or not a, a charge from the the uh, state's attorney can be turned into an indictment, and then um, you can you know have your day in court with a jury. It's a good question. I know I don't, that they, I don't know. they have a lot more power. A grand jury. Um, I remember like when Clinton got in all that trouble that he didn't care about getting impeached. He didn't care about anything, but he was begging them not to bring in a grand jury because i know that they have they have a lot more power than a regular jury i just don't know you know i'm not a legal expert good question sounds like it'd be a good question for the folks at the fully informed jury association but i mean i would think that if you were on a jury you'd have the ability to throw a wrench into the system and that's kind of one of the the great things about the the jury system the fourth branch of government Right. I mean, that was the original uh, concept, at least as I understood it, was it was a final check and balance on the entire system in that if some awful law was to get through the governmental, uh, legislative, judicial, and executive branches, then that fourth branch, the jurors, could say, screw this, this is an awful idea, and nullify the law. But does that apply in a grand jury situation? I would think it might. But then again, I obviously don't know much about grand juries, so I'm speculating here. Uh, if anybody knows more, please call in, 800-259-9231. Uh, your second and final point? And the last thing is, I wanted to go to the Liberty Forum. I've been trying to go to something, and every year something seems to come up. But I want to go to Liberty Forum, but I can't figure out, um, does it all go down in one hotel? Do you stay at a hotel where the where it's at? or I can't figure out lodging and stuff. That's I the ideal situation. Uh, head over to li- uh, freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum, and they'll give you the details on where the hotel is, and you, you certainly are welcome to get in touch with the hotel and reserve your room. So it's, it's like a convention, basically. Yeah, it's, it's basically stuff. a Liberty convention all happening at the same hotel in Nashua, New Hampshire, and it's a blast. I mean, I recommend staying at the hotel. Obviously, you can stay wherever you want to stay and then come to the hotel for the convention, but it's in the middle of the winter, and it's just a lot more cozy to stay at the hotel. Right. I, I, I live, uh, what, maybe hour and a half, two hours away from the hotel. I'm certainly not going back every night to my house. I'm going to stay at the hotel. Or, I mean, you could stay down the street at a, a cheaper hotel, possibly, as well, if you wanted to save a Got few it. bucks. So. You know, that's enough. I just didn't know how it went down. All right, yep. thanks, guys. There you go. Thanks Appreciate for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Yeah, the Free State Project's Liberty Forum is happening in early March. Since you brought it up, it's going to be a great event. Uh, Free Talk Live is going to be broadcasting live, as we have done at the last two Liberty Forums. 
and looking forward to being there again, meeting a lot of our listeners, many of whom we've met before, many of whom maybe we've never met before. And, of course, there's a lot going on. It is a convention. There's, uh, of course, the requisite panels that you always find at conventions, speakers, keynote speeches. Uh, we've got one keynote speaker, uh, speaker who has been announced, and that is Richard Heller from the D.C. Heller gun case that you might have heard about earlier this summer. Richard Heller is not only speaking at the Free State Project's Liberty Forum, but he's also a member. He's also a participant in the Free State Project. So that means he's going to be moving to New Hampshire at some point. And you can guarantee that people are going to be asking him this uh, on this, this particular weekend when he's planning on moving. So I'm sure you'll be finding that out, hopefully, if you're there. Also, a lot of other folks like John Taylor Gatto, who you know we've mentioned his name on this program in the past a number of times. He is uh, the former Teacher of the Year for the state of New York, and he has defected from the dark side and come over to the side of liberty and is now revealing the state's indoctrination system for what it really is. So it should be interesting to see what he has to say. And so many more guests will be there. Head over to freestateproject.org slash liberty forum to learn more about the event. Get signed up and use this discount code when you do so, if you want to save 10%, that is. The discount code is 2009FTL, 2009FTL. Uh, we look forward to seeing you in early March at the 2009 Liberty Forum. As we continue with your phone calls, let's talk to Robert in Texas. Robert, you are on Free Talk Live. Hello, Robert. Robert. Hear me. You are there, sir. Yeah, What's on your mind? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Yes, I wanted to talk about uh, getting on the jury Um it's very important that I, I've, I've done jury duty, and I was successful in getting on a jury for uh, two men who were uh, being tried for carrying concealed handguns. Oh, great. And it's it's very important that you don't wear your Murray Rothbard shirt yeah. and <laughs> that you look like the rest of the people and you act like the rest of the people, and you're there to do your civic duty. Right. And if you have that attitude, you're more likely to get chosen. Now, mm-hmm. the prosecutor did not do his job with me. Uh, he asked if I had ever been involved in a pro-gun organization, and he never asked that question, whereas the defense asked if anyone had been involved in an anti-gun organization. Mm. Now, if the prosecutor would have asked me, I would have had to have said I was an NRA member, hmm. but I would have also said that I uh, uh, gave up my membership because I felt as though I didn't agree with all the things the NRA said, and, that, and then I would have left it at that. And my real reason why I gave up my NRA membership is because they weren't pro-gun enough. Yeah, right? exactly. They support the state too much. Yeah, so you, you obviously, uh, well, the, the, I, I hung the jury. Uh, nice. It was eleven to one. All eleven other members. So what was that uh, like? Being the, the the one person in there saying no, men. no, no, no. I mean, obviously yeah, these I did people. I that for four days, and then the ju- judge wow. finally uh, declared a mistrial. I, if I would have known he was going to declare a mistrial, I would have tried to convince the other jurors that I was flexible on this position and that maybe they could convince me, which was, in reality, there was no way. What would the point of that have been? I, I, it, 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 it infuriated me that the other jurors who did not realize that they were capable of saying no to well, this bad law. Could you, could you... And I had also saw that 
there, there were four men on the jury and the rest were women, and the men were much more sympathetic to uh, letting these guys go. Now, I, I'm just wondering how some of these things went down. I mean, what in the jury room, you were in there four days. I mean, that must the peer pressure must have been extraordinarily intense to... Uh... Oh, no, it was great fun. I enjoyed every minute of it. In fact, one of the other jurors commented to the other, this guy actually enjoys this. Now, you did know, you talk to them? to go to their jobs. And I told him, I said, I said, uh, you know, I have all the time in the world, and I'm willing to stay here for months. I don't know about you people, but well, were you trying to convince them, or to I've got more questions too. Hang on, to hey Robert, hang on. I'm going to bring you back. We got a lot of questions for you uh, since you have experience at this. Uh, it's usually a lot of speculation about what things might be like if you get on a jury. It's very rare that we actually hear from someone who successfully gets through the board to your process and actually makes it onto a jury. Uh, we'll come back with more of Robert and your calls as well. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. They include... The Wiki, over 1,800 pages created by listeners like you. Head over to wiki.freetalklive.com and get interactive for free. It's like the listener editable version of our website, wiki, W-I-K-I, dot freetalklive.com. As we continue uh, talking to Robert in Texas... Now, we were talking earlier with somebody about the idea of, you know, how to get a liberty-loving individual on to a jury in the first place. That alone is tricky, and the folks over at FIJA, the Fully Informed Jury Association, do have some tips and tricks as to help improve your odds at FIJA.org. But, Robert, you were telling us you actually successfully got on a jury uh, at one time, and it was because the prosecutor forgot to ask you a, a certain question, and so you managed to slip through the cracks, and you got on this jury. You ended up hanging the jury after deliberating for over four days. Uh, so it was 11 to 1. You were the only dissenter on the jury. And, Mark, we were in the midst of you attempting to ask a question, but we ran out of time in that last segment. So go ahead and, and bring that back. Well, I, I just I just want to know what it was like those four days that you were in there uh, facing what must have been tremendous peer pressure. Were there conversations going back and forth? Were they trying to convince you that... It's clear and obvious that uh, this guy was carrying a concealed weapon, and, and that was the charge, and so therefore he should be found guilty? Or were you trying to explain to them, look, you know, that's a law, and um, the laws are uh, subservient to the Constitution, the highest law in the land, and the Constitution says that uh, Congress shall make no law abridging the, uh, uh, the right to care, keep and bear arms? I mean, how, did, how was that going? Well, all of that, all of that that you mentioned was going on in the jury room, but uh, it was, it was, it was, I knew it was going to be a stalemate because there was no way I was going to convince all 11 of them. I mean, I, if, if some of them would have come my way, it would have been fine. But uh, it, it just there was just no way I was going to convince some of those ladies or one of the gentlemen that uh, because they were hell-bent on obeying the law. The law yeah. is this. And I was telling them that, that – they hurt nobody, and uh, they were actually doing security duty. And how 
how on earth these other people just were very intent on giving them a conviction. I said, you know, that was a five-year felony in the state that I was in. Where Crazy. I, wow. Uh, but, but above all, the important thing is if you want to get on a jury, you must not be, um, uh, in my opinion, you must not be uh, a civil disobedient person. You want to appear as much uh, a regular, ordinary member of society, a non-questioning, obedient citizen yeah. that is just going to buy your way through the trial process. Because if you appear to the prosecutor, or for that matter, the defense, as somebody who's going to buck the system in any way, they're just going to throw you off because it's way too risky. And if they know, have any idea that you are uh, informed of your right to nullify the law, then you're, you're not going to get a you're not going to get a chance, and you're going to blow your opportunity. So you want to go in there, you want to answer all the questions as regular as possible. You don't want to lie because if you lie and they catch you in it, you're in big trouble. But you can, yeah, for example, if, if they ask you a question, are you in, do you think uh, drug laws are uh, uh, the solution uh, or eliminating drug laws are the solution to our drug problem? Now, if you answer that question, yes, then you're going to get thrown off the jury if it's right. a drug trial. So, but you can ask, answer the question, no, in all honesty, and say, well, the the solution would be for people to stop doing drugs. That right. Would that, that, that would be a... now. You could say that to yourself, but if you give that answer, to then you're gonna you're not gonna be able to get on the case. Yeah. Right. It, it, they wouldn't require you to answer that in a yes/no fashion, would you? I mean, that that particular question. Well, not necessarily. Um, you have to use your brain yeah. when you're when you're there getting questioned and and. Uh, when you answer the question on the on the sheet they give you, you have to you have to think about your answers and and consider what it is the case that you're going to be on. You, you know you won't know until they actually present it. But I I've, ha I've actually been on more than one jury, but the other one wasn't really uh, you know I, I I do know how to get through the process, and it is important that you appear as much like an ordinary citizen as possible do not uh, your dress how you dress your demeanor and uh, increasingly states are using um alternate jurors and through the alternate juror they pick a couple of extras they'll have 14 jurors and at the end of the trial they throw two of them off well if you've given any body language towards uh you know, sympathy towards the defendant during the during the trial, your name just may get put on the top of that list, and you may get thrown off of that jury as the alternate. Yeah. You understand? Yeah, uh, and according to the Fully Informed Jury Association at FIJA.org, they tell uh, people, as I, as I recall, and I'm looking at their website to see if I can verify this, but they basically make it clear that you should not mention nullification at all. If you're back in the jury <laughs> oh, room, no. you can't talk about nullifications. You can't tell the other jurors no. about nullification. No, you you have to be careful when you're in the jury room, because but you can just say not guilty and that's all. You don't have to right. say the reason why exactly. you don't want you to. You cannot be forced uh, to give a reason. Do you know if the uh, guys that uh, that you hung the jury on? Do you know whether the prosecution brought the the, the case back up and did they? As a matter of fact, I do. Um, I was uh, actively working for a libertarian candidate for off for state office. 
um, in that state that I was in, and I went to a pro-gun meeting. And that attorney, this was like three months or four months later, that attorney spoke at that meeting, and it was quite a coincidence. I I went up to him and I said, hey, do you remember me? And he says, well, kind of, you look a little familiar. And I said, I was one of the jurors that sat on that uh, concealed handgun case. And he said, and I said, whatever happened to those guys? And he said that they tried him the next day. The next day. And I'm very sorry to say they convicted him oh. in five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of the problems with, uh, I mean, the system, even if you hang that jury, they'll go right back and they'll try it all over again well, and they'll get another group of uh, docile is, jurors. The problem Not is, always, Ian. Likely uh, those, likely those guys could have, yeah. those, those guys yeah. could have at that time, uh, made, ne- negotiated. You know, they, I just hung, a, they just hung a jury. They, they had to know that the prosecution was going to bring it back. They had to know that, uh, you know, these guys were going to hang them. So they, they should have negotiated in that particular instance, but that's all armchair quarterback. What were you going to say, Robert? Well, no, the the judge actually came into the jury room after after he declared a mistrial because he wanted to know what was going on because really? he was even the judge had it in for these guys. It was so clear. Uh, the foreman of the jury kept coming back to the judge saying one of the jurors is talking about the Second Amendment and this and that. And and then the judge said the Second Amendment has nothing to do with this case. And it was just like it was amazing because it, it was clear the judge wanted these guys convicted. Right. And it, I think they were just hell bent on getting a conviction for them. Um and they did. So they, they did. I don't know what uh, what their punishment was, but it was a possible five year felony in the state that I was in. You know, it's it's a, it's stories like that that make me wonder if it wouldn't be if you wouldn't be better off actually just not getting on the jury and instead using your opportunity to like in the jury selection process to try to taint the jury pool as much as possible by bringing in fully informed jury association handouts and giving them to the rest of the jurors. I don't think people much care. No, no, it, I I don't believe so because. I, I knew all the information on the fully informed jury, and I presented it to the other jurors, and it, it didn't have any effect on them. They you mentioned so, what you uh, mentioned nullification to the other jurors. Yeah, this was this was back ten years ago. I did mention it. Um, I don't. I think the law had changed okay. just recently. Yeah, because that could get you um, into some I, trouble, as I understand it. Well, I didn't get in any trouble, and I I saw my job as uh, protecting those individuals from going to jail. Yeah, I agree with you. Unfortunately, they had another trial where you weren't on the jury, and then they went to jail anyway. So that's all I'm saying is if if it's going to hang... I did delay the process. I did uh, make the state... Yep. Uh, cost them some more money yep, that's by true. interrupting the process. Yeah, you and, did what you had to do. Uh, you did what you could do. I'm not slighting you at all. I just wonder if it might have been better to just try to spread the word to the jurors and hope I that... I don't think I so. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a toss-up. Thanks, Robert, for the call and all the info. More on the way. You take control. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they are completely free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you'd like to help support Free Talk Live, then you can AMP the show by going to amp.freetalklive.com. You can use any major credit card, PayPal, some alternative options. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. 
And it's a simple concept. You send in three bucks a month to Free Talk Live. We take that money in, reinvest it in the show, and getting on more radio stations across the country and around the world and bringing new Internet listeners on board to help spread the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible. You get perks, too, like access to the AMP-only chat room, which is not online tonight. Uh, as, as well as the AMP-only call-in lines. It's quite a, bu- quite a perk there. <laughs> AMP-only forum. It's up most of the time. For whatever reason, our uh, webcam people were, I, for whatever reason, I w- could not connect to them tonight. So don't know what was going on. We'll try to resolve that problem as soon as possible. But you do get some bonuses, and they're all listed over there at amp.freetalklive.coms. We continue with your phone calls, and we'll talk to John in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, John. Good evening. Hey, hey John. John. What's on your mind? Ah, you're talking about this fully informed jury association. It occurred to me that some folks would have a preference to uh, get a quick package by calling 1-800-TELL-JURY. That's T-E-L-J-U-R-Y, 1-800, and they send a quite impressive package of information. Fantastic. Uh, I love the fully informed jury association. Go ahead. Well, you know, I haven't been to the website for a long, long time. And I just decided I'd hop over there for the fun of it. And, man, has that thing improved. Oh, it looks great, doesn't it? Now, you've been involved for some years. When the heck did they do the updates? they got a forum over there. They've got links to videos. Uh, people need to go over there if they're like I am. If they went years ago, um, you had very little information. You'd be better off getting their newsletter mailed to you, and yeah. you'd get more information than that. I agree with you. Their website this thing is impressive. It used to be embarrassing. It used to look like it was uh, you know, made in 1997, and they didn't change it to, for, until like 2005 or something like that. So it's it's been a while in the works, and they have made some great changes and uh, improvements to their site. It seems like they're adding more all the time. So uh, the Fully Informed Jury Association at Fija.org, great website. You know, we were talking with Robert a few moments ago about getting on a jury and being able to hang the jury. Yeah, and... I got a couple I got a couple points on, on sure. some of the stuff that's been said. Go ahead. Um, I'm surprised that he got away with even talking to them uh, in the jury room about this because if somebody ratted him out to the judge, they'd have thrown him off and done the whole thing right over again. Which of yep. course they did anyway. Well, he did say it was 10 years ago and yep. uh, you know, so maybe that had something to do with it. Well, the other fellow that called and he was asking about the grand jury and saying that Clinton was begging them not to go to the grand jury. The theory with grand juries is that if you had an informed grand jury, and that's you know pretty much theoretical at this point, <laughs> the jury could actually stare it in whatever direction it wanted to and start asking to bring in witnesses and following a lead in a whole different direction. And pulling in witness, like if they pulled Clinton in, they might say, "I want to talk to you know some other cabinet level person," or you know, "I want to I want to start asking questions about the Internal Revenue Service," or "I want to start asking questions." But you would need a you know a, a seriously informed grand jury. So you're saying like the grand jury could like begin some sort of government inquisition. That's what grand juries are supposed to be for, my friend. That's, That's what they're supposed to be for, and like John said, almost entirely theoretical. See how at ignorant point, I am? At, I have no idea what a grand jury is. It, you know, the at, prosecutor, at this point, you the could write prosecutor some... is going to try to pull the wool over your eyes, and in fact, the, the prosecutor will try to shut the grand jury down. Hmm. He'll say, okay, we don't have a case. We can, we can wrap it up, and we can all go home. That yep. sort of thing. Oh, wait, they I don't, don't want to go home. I've got questions. Yeah. yeah, I've got questions. I don't want to go home, right? <laughs> Right. At this point, it's uh, it's really just the the sort of thing fodder for uh, a libertarian fiction. 
I see. You know, I mean, somebody could write a really great book about what a uh, a, a grand jury could do. I think that uh, Robert, what Robert was talking about earlier about how to get on one of these juries, I think it's useful if you're living in an area where you don't have other activists around to do fully informed jury association outreach. But if you're in New Hampshire and you aren't doing fully informed jury association outreach uh, where you are, well, I have to ask why. Uh, we're out here in the Keene area. They only have jury selection once a month. And so it's really easy to go and cover every single jury selection process that they have with just a handful of activists. So even if you're not in New Hampshire and you've got like four or five people, you can go and print out some of those brochures or you can order them in bulk from Fija. You could take, get the PDF file and go and have it printed up yourself if you wanted to. You, you stand out in front of the, uh, the courthouse. No, normally the jurors come in at like 8.30 or 9 a.m. or something like that, and they, they have a certain window in which they can come in. If you get there too late, you're too late, right? So, you know, you've got to be there by 9 a.m. So if you have to be there by 9, you start at like 8.30 and or 815 or something like that and then every single person that walks up to the courthouse that day you've got activists out front handing them fully informed jury association information that's what let we me been... um let me give uh just two quick pieces of information yeah. before we run out of time uh just so that anybody around the country there's two things you need to know if you go on these forums you'll notice the the place where there's a lot of activism on that uh, when you get to states you'll notice that new hampshire is is largely represented okay. and the other thing is i just wanted to repeat 1-800-T-E-L-J-U-R-Y. just that, that quick phone call give them your address they'll send you an impressive package and and you can sh- make copies of it they're, you know they're happy to have you make copies share it with your friends family everybody get this word out it's the most impressive thing it's it's the one thing that one individual can make a difference on more than, uh, you know, certainly voting and, and all the other, you know, things. It's one of those inside-the-system things that can really make a difference. It can help really save somebody's life. Thank you, John, for the call. Appreciate okay, that tonight, night. sir. 800-259-9231. You, if you can help keep somebody from a cold, dark jail cell uh, or cold, or bright jail cell. Or put them in one, too. I mean, right. there, there are people out there that uh, you can end up on a jury, and they deserve to go to a cold, dark jail cell. Yeah, but cell. then you don't need jury nullification. I mean, no, what we're you, talking about I understand, is I understand, but I'm just saying that there's it's both sides. Right. It's the moral thing to do to get on one of these juries and do the right thing because the vast yeah. majority of the public they're they're operating under self-interest uh, their self-interest is to get the hell out of there to sure. get back to work to earning you know money for their family or whatever and they really just don't care what happens um, it, it, it doesn't what happens to the person there in that courtroom it it, it doesn't uh, confront them it doesn't they, they aren't right. punished if something bad goes they're just a happen- criminal they, you know, yeah. well, the, the jury isn't uh, held liable if the person is wrongly convicted. Sure. None of this stuff. I mean, so you've got a, essentially a bad system. Or, or the jurors think, well, if they brought them in here, they must have done something wrong. Yep. And, and people forget that the reason why alcohol prohibition was overturned was because of jury nullification. It's played a role in overturning slavery as well, didn't it? Yep. But uh, yeah, but I, I don't know much about that. I know that with with alcohol prohibition, there were a lot of juries that just would not acquit, or, or I'm sorry, they would not convict their friends and peers because they felt the law was unjust and unconstitutional. So after a while, the government just said they threw their hands up and, and repealed it. So if, you, uh, you know, if you're looking for something to do where you are, if you're somebody that is uh, frustrated by the fact that there's not a lot of activism going on in the place that you might happen to live, this is a pretty easy one. As long as you just have a handful of activists, 
you can get out in front of that courthouse and you can hit every single potential juror that walks in that uh, that day. Now, there's a chance you're going to be harassed by the cops, uh, which is why having numbers is important. If it's just you standing out front of that courthouse all by yourself, even if you've got a video camera, you're going to have a tough time. They're going to give you a hard time and they might even threaten you. They might even arrest you. You never know what these guys, uh, these gang members are going to do. But if you've got a handful of people, you're better off. If that handful of people has a couple different video cameras, you're better off. If you've got four or five people, that's even better. And stand your ground and understand that as long as you're on a public, you're in a, pu- you're in a public place and you're not impeding the flow of traffic, uh, then they can't really do anything to you. You have an absolute right to be there and hand out that information and help inform these people. Is it going to result in anything significant? I don't know. It's hard to say because, you know, the people take your flyer and they go in and you don't see them again. You leave and you go you go about your day. Uh, no, no one has ever contacted us to say thank you for the flyer, but they certainly have appreciated it in person when we give it to them. Because many people that are walking into a jury uh, selection process... A lot of them have never been before, and they, a lot of some of them who have been before know how boring it is. And if they they forgot to bring a book that morning, then they're going to be looking for something to do while they're sitting there waiting for the bureaucrats to get their act together. And if you've handed them a little pamphlet from the Fully Informed Jury Association, then that's all they've got in their hands while they're that's sitting right. in there. They're going to read that pamphlet, man, and and that's going to result in some people coming on board with these ideas. So I think that that's one of the most effective forms of activism. Mm-hmm. It's so low cost. It's a very small investment of time. And you can help save people from being thrown in a cage unnecessarily. I think it's a great idea. Me too. And this is all about critical mass. When enough people become aware of this, then what are they going to do? Yeah, the system the people. Yeah, yeah, the system people. What are they going to do, really? Then you get the fourth branch of government back. Well, I, I agree that it's it's exciting um, that, that what the possibilities are, but I think that it's still in the realm of libertarian fiction. Um, like nothing. we're covering every single jury here, day here, here in here, 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 right here. It's going to be. I mean, I'm just. This is something you can do where you are, but if you're here, it's even better. I mean, here you can take a few weeks off and have some other activists fill in for you. I mean, it's really, it's that easy. More on the way. You could take control, bring up anything, but I don't think it's happening anywhere else across the state. And I must ask those activists, what the hell are you waiting for? You, you guys have more activists in Manchester than we do here in Keene. Why aren't you doing it there? Anyway, more on the way. Hour 3, coming up. Free Talk Live. This November, support the real libertarian. Support George Phillies for president. George wants Uncle Sam out of your wallet, bedroom, and gun locker. This November, send Henry Paulson and those congressional bailout crooks a message. Vote Libertarian. In New Hampshire, vote Phillies for President. Donate at ChooseGeorge.org. That's ChooseGeorge.org. Paid for by Phillies 2008. This is George Phillies, Libertarian for President. I approved of this message. Talk Live. You can bring up anything as we launch here in hour number three of the program. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com is the website, and our number here is 800-259-9231. show is about your calls. We go to your phone calls if we have them, and we don't right now. We actually had Sam on the line uh, from the Obscure Truth Network, and he dropped off. So I don't know if we had some phone troubles, but maybe this is him. We go on screen to the amp lines. Who's this? Hello? Hey, it's Jeff in New Jersey. It's Jeff. Is it Jeff or Jess? 
It's Jeff with an F. Got it, Jeff. misrepresented a lot. (laughs) Well, sometimes, you know, phone lines are not exactly the crispest and clearest way to hear people speak. Anyway, what's on your mind tonight, Jeff? (laughs) Consider for a moment, Jeff... That it might be an enunciation problem. Hey, now, don't be mean. Whoa, 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 whoa. What are you, uh, hold on, man. Uh, uh, let's just not consider that, okay? I can Go understand ahead, you fine, Jeff. Go ahead. What's government, on your mind? That's why you said government. Jeff or Jess. Just clarifying. That's all. Jeff. Go ahead, man. I'm sorry. You know, yeah, I went to government school, so maybe it's not my problem. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, but, sir. What's on your mind tonight? All right. Uh, well... The main thing that I have, well, let me get to one quick thing, is that uh, anyone who, you guys have been having a lot of problems with people now. Hello? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Maybe we are having phone Got troubles it. tonight. I, I don't know. Either that or he's self-censoring himself. Jeff, are you still there? Jeff going once? Jeff going twice? Well, we'll try him back if he tries back. 800-259-9231. Having all kinds of technical difficulties in the studio tonight, but hopefully you can't tell. <laughs> so <laughs> Just don't uh, tell them that. Yeah. Well, if, they've caught, if they try to go and look at the webcam, they know that there are some problems. And uh, I had a little trouble with the archives. But luckily we have a backup recording, so the archives will be A-OK. Anyway, uh, so let's talk about tipping. Uh, Wayne, what's the story? You've got something about a, uh, one of the presidential candidates' supporters actually wearing a tie to work. This seems like a really bad idea. If you're running a business to actually take a side in a, in a presidential race, it seems like an awful idea. Yeah, and first I want to preface this by saying I'm not bringing this story up because I support Socialist Party D or Socialist Party R. I'm bringing it up just to show the mentality and also how a, a small business person thinks when government around him becomes more rapacious. So with that said, a fellow named Lee Walton wrote a story for the charlestonwatch.com a few days ago called Shrimp and Grits, Income Redistribution, a Fulfilling Experiment When Personally Applied. Last Thursday, while walking to lunch on the corner of Market and East Bay, I passed what appeared to be a homeless man standing on the corner of Wentworth and East Bay holding a handmade sign that read, Vote Obama, I need the money. I laughed to myself (laughs) and admired the man for his misplaced, albeit blatant honesty. Once inside one of my favorite restaurants, I noticed that my waiter was wearing a bright blue Obama 08 tie. Again, I laughed to myself as he boldly and proudly advertised his political preferences for all the world and his customers to see. Just imagine the odds of encountering two such First Amendment harbingers of change in less than 10 minutes. When the check finally came, I decided not to tip my waiter and explained to him that I was going to implement a practical application of Obama's redistribution of wealth concept as my own personal socialistic experiment. He stood there in stoic disbelief as I explained to him that I was going to redistribute his rightfully earned $10 tip to someone who who I deemed uh, was more in need, a homeless fellow standing a few blocks north in front of the Harris Teeter parking lot. With an Obama sign. Yes, with an Obama sign. (laughs) The waiter stammered a few... Why practice on me? I'm just a local college student, retorts, and then angrily stormed away from the table. Well, wait a minute. Are you saying that you, the privileged college student, needs the $10 more than the homeless man? Yes, exactly. (laughs) So he stormed away from the table in a steaming huff of progressive, self-righteous indignation. Apparently, after experiencing firsthand the application of such socialistic governance from the perspective of the rightful wage earner, 
My lung, young liberal-minded waiter was quiz, quickly convinced that income redistribution was much easier to support as a noble, magnanimous social policy than it was when his own hard-earned income was about to be redistributed against his will to another I deemed more needy. I went outside and walked back up to Wentworth, gave the homeless guy a $10 bill, and asked him to walk down the restaurant on the other corner and thank the waiter there who was wearing the Obama 08 tie, as I've decided he could use the money more than my waiter, who actually earned the $10. The homeless homeless fellow smiled in grateful disbelief, tossed his sign in the hedge, and promptly bounded for the liquor store across the street. At the end, good times. At the end of this impromptu and rather unscientific income redistribution experiment, I realized the homeless fellow was truly grateful for the money that he had, uh, that he had not exerted any effort to earn. But my liberal-minded waiter was highly indignant that I would take from him and give to the other honest, uh, the other honest wages that he had worked hard to earn, even though the homeless recipient needed the money more. As as I walked back to my office. I began thinking about the heavy burden of corporate ownership and the endless frustration from beating my head against the wall of increasing bureaucracy year after year. I also thought about the majority of this year's hard-earned profits that I had planned to reinvest in a few new employees, annual raises to reward loyalty and hard work, Christmas bonuses for extraordinary effort, and year-end corporate donations to the SC Aquarium, Coastal Conservation League, and the historic uh, Charleston Foundation. After reconsidering my apparent politically incorrect capitalist, capitalistic beliefs, the needs of my hardworking, albeit financially struggling, middle-class staff and the six-figure salaries of the three non-profit directors sitting in the big, stately, well-maintained buildings that each call home, I decided then and there to give every last penny of this year's profits directly to the Charleston's homeless shelter, lay off all my staff... <laughs> Close our company, ludicrous. retire early, and depend on the largest of Obama's promised redistribution of wealth for my every need. In that brief, Boy, thank goodness he wasn't being serious about that, right? Well, he probably thought about it. I've thought about it, too. In that brief instance, I, too, became a practicing socialist. Well, you know, that's, that's a good point, Wayne, in that uh, if all of these wonderful capitalists that are out there creating these products and services and putting them on the marketplace decided to just close up shop tomorrow and, you know, say, oh, well, the heck you know, it. yeah, let's just take our uh, money from the state and see how that works out. Well, then we wouldn't have any more products and services anymore because the government doesn't do that stuff. The government doesn't, uh, doesn't bring products to market. The government doesn't provide legitimate services in that they're offered on a consensual basis. So thank goodness many of these uh, investors and these businessmen continue to pursue uh, what it is that their dream originally was, even though the government comes in and continues to confiscate ever more and more of their profits. And, you know, let's again step aside for a moment and remind people that just because we happen to pick on a story that involved Obama doesn't mean that anybody on this show is in favor of this McCain character. In fact, I think it's actually ludicrous uh, for anybody to believe that John McCain is somehow against the redistribution of wealth. I, I mean, I understand that this has been made the issue of the moment right now that oh obama's a marxist and he's for redistribution of wealth well john mccain i'm sure has voted for plenty of redistributive programs i doubt john mccain is going to advocate abolishing government welfare programs he's not talking about that stuff all they're talking about is how obama's for redistribution of wealth and that's what they're really focusing on and i think that that actually is going to and i'd like to hear your thoughts on this wayne i think that 
is going to help him win. I think the fact that all of this attention is being paid to the fact that he supports forced wealth redistribution, that's going to help people go out and vote for him because they're going to want a peace, right? They're also going to feel sorry for him that the, that the Republicans are attacking him so vehemently because they, they might not believe it. Right, and, and that's, that, that's the thing. In this case with the waiter, the waiter is not going to say, oh, Obama's policies are bad. He's going to say, that jerk that's going to vote for McCain is bad. Yeah. You know, yeah. once again, you're getting into the area that uh, you know, people are incentivized to vote for whom they, is going to do the, the, the most good for them. It doesn't matter whether the, what the good that they're getting done for them is immoral that doesn't matter to people because that's not how they're being incentivized. They're not even yeah. looking at it from that fashion. And that's why, well, our system doesn't yeah, work. Here we are. But the problem, <laughs> the problem is the small and medium-sized businesses in this country create most of the jobs and produce most of the real cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, and when you disincentivize them, then you get a problem. Absolutely. Because you're killing the goose that lays the golden eggs. Why should I earn more if you're just going to take more? That's Why right. should I create more if you're just going to, t- to impoverish me more? Why don't I just stay at the level I'm at, or better yet, cut back? Or why get out of bed in the morning? There you go. give it all to you. Yep. 1-800-259-9231. We can talk more about tipping, but of course your calls are primary. We go to them coming up here. 800-259-9231 is the number. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Talk Live, you can bring up anything if you dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com, and those features include updates. You get signed up. We keep you in the loop whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. Head over to updates.freetalklive.com and get on the list. In fact, I sent out an update this afternoon announcing our brand newest radio affiliate. We're now on in Pasco, Washington on KFLD, so you'll know about that stuff first uh, when it happens if you're on the updates list at updates.freetalklive.com. As we continue with your phone calls, uh, actually, first I want to tell you about privacyharbor.com. Did you know that over 35% of IT admins admit to snooping through their boss's email? Shouldn't your business email be secure? PrivacyHarbor.com is an email alternative that's private and confidential, guaranteed. PrivacyHarbor.com, because normal email just isn't secure. We go to Sam in Texas on the amp line. Sam, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, good evening, gentlemen. There he is. Mind. <laughs> I was back in court today for another one of their trials, and uh, there were a couple things I wanted to, to uh, correct from the, the call on Monday and one thing that we didn't get to. Um, now, that was another trial. The, one of the things that I mentioned was the, the there was a guy that was shaking on their side from some of the things I was doing. That was not the prosecutor, Ian. That was actually the judge. That the I judge had kind of, was shaking. Wow. Yeah. Now, I'd like so, to point out, just for listeners that are tuning in for the first time, Sam, uh, you can people can go to ObscuredTruth.com. It's your website. They can see some of the things you've been up to. They can see some of your trips to these courtrooms down in Texas where you've been asking a lot of questions that the government people don't want you to ask. It's come to kind of a head uh, this past week where on Monday you were in a court, one of their courts again. Uh, and all this is in regards to speeding tickets. Oh, speeding again? Yeah. And Sam? 
Uh, well, it's the same thing. Runs, never, Wayne, come on. Right, it's never wrapped up. I mean, there's still... This the is wheels the, of justice move quickly. I got a need for speed, baby. <laughs> this, is the, uh, this was a jury trial that was going on on Monday, and that's what you're referring to, where you were, again, putting them in some uncomfortable positions. Of course, they put you in an uncomfortable position by telling you that you couldn't ask any questions that didn't have to do with the ticket itself. Uh, so really restricted your ability to ask some of the questions you might have planned on asking. Right. Now, I don't think the prosecutor was too thrown off. He was making faces, but they were more like, you're an idiot, and that's a lie, and whatever. Uh, and I actually caught him in a contradiction. The cop said that there was a car right next to me, and then in, this, in the prosecutor's closing arguments, the, he said that we were the only two on the road. Hmm. So I pointed that out to the jury, and he didn't like that very much. I bet. Tough. Um, anyway, so then, let's see. Oh, one other thing that they did bring up in the case that I didn't mention yesterday they made a point of painting me as a weirdo for rolling my window down only an inch and also pulling over to the right before the cop could get behind me and that sort of thing. And I didn't know how to attack that, but next time I will. How? Uh, tell tell me the, how somebody who uh, rolls down their, win- uh, their window an inch and a half uh, can portray themselves not as a weirdo. <laughs> oh, so you just bring up, uh, okay, so do you think it's strange that citizens protect their rights and go into, okay, if, if a window's down, can you look in, and if you see something, that would give you probable cause to search. There you so go. So if there was a prescription medicine bottle that was in my name that was expired by one day, that's something that you could write me a ticket on, isn't it? Well, uh, or they could make something else up, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So attack it from that angle and make it point, point out how the police are really not out enforcing these traffic laws to help people anymore, but they're just looking for ways to extort money from the subjects. Okay. Um, so after the, the guilty verdict was handed down, uh, I'm sitting there. The judge says, we, will the defendant please rise for the verdict? And I told him, I'm not your serf. I'll remain seated. <laughs> and I did, and he read the verdict. <laughs> what a, did you happen to see the looks on any of the jurors' How'd faces? That go? <laughs> no, I was looking straight at the judge. Right. <laughs> so I, at that point, the jury was done. You know, yeah. they're, I, I knew what they had, what, what they had come back and said. Mm. Uh, and a private citizen came up to me and said, this is after the trial's over, he's like, I wish I had videotaped it because you look like an idiot or crazy or whatever. He said, the arguments that you were making cannot be brought up or addressed by this court. This is stuff for a higher court, everything that you're bringing up. So apparently in their system, the process is to go through the court, let them find you guilty, and then you have to go to an appeal court to bring up these constitutional issues. Well, that's pretty much what it says in um, the in uh, the Adventures in Legal Land, is essentially yeah. all you're doing is setting up this lower court, showing what, what a scam it all is, and then in a higher court, you know, they, they throw it all out. Right, right. So you're probably not going to take it that far, are you? So wait, it was a private citizen that said those things to you? Yeah, because I had said, oh, look at the lawyers over there laughing, and he came over to correct that and say, no, I'm a private citizen, and you're a, an idiot, basically. <laughs> and so as I started talking to him, that's what he ended up telling me. Yeah, you're, you're an idiot for standing up for your rights yeah, and God actually knows asking you'd questions. A, you would expect a, a regular court to uh, abide by the Constitution. Nuts. I, yeah, you know, part of it, though, I was trying, dabbling in the UCC to see what kind of things they give away, so... In a sense, yeah, I think he's right, but I'm not concerned with whether or not I look like an idiot to those good people. Yeah, exactly. What, what, you, what you bounce back at him is, uh, you know, I think they spent a lot more on this court case than they're ever going to charge me for for this uh, speeding <laughs> ticket. Oh, wait till you hear how <laughs> Now who's the went. jackass? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, that's, that's, I went back in this morning. I, I kind of had a 
talk with mom, and she was upset with me for what I did in court and is worried, and I ended up, I called Ian, and I decided, you know, I'm just so worn out with this, and I need to get up to New Hampshire. I don't really have time to keep fighting this. That's what they I'll do. just pay it and go be on my way. So I went in, got there about 7.45, got a ticket, went into the line, waited at least 15 minutes, and when I got to the line, or to the, to the, t- the clerk, they wanted to charge me for the officer's overtime because it was after 8 o'clock. And that's when the trial supposedly started. Um, so I'm like, well, that's ridiculous. I'm not going to do that. If you're going to charge me extra, we'll just go do the trial. Okay. And I'll wait four <laughs> hours of your time because that's what it took yesterday. So I went yeah. back upstairs and said, let's go. Um, and he's, they, they got on, he got on the phone. This is the officer that didn't know if he swore an oath to the Constitution. Right. Uh, <laughs> told the judge, no, you don't have to pay the officers overtime. It's fine. Go back down and they'll, they'll let you do it. So I go back down, uh, and then they want me this time to fill out a, to enter a plea in order to pay. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I, I, I'll, I can't enter a guilty plea until my questions are answered. That's been right. the issue the whole time. And if you remember from the Court of Public Relations, I did the same thing, and they didn't require me to enter a plea. They were happy to just take my money, and as long as I signed the receipt. But that was a I different did, court. That was a different uh, uh, jurisdiction, right? Yeah, right. and that, that's what makes these courts so consistent and fair. <laughs> it's the same state. So, You'd think it'd be consistent, but nope. It's all arbitrary. So I'm not going to sign a, a piece of paper saying I'm guilty when I can't do so knowingly, willfully, and voluntarily. So I go back up and uh, say, nope, let's schedule a trial. And, Damn, you were trying to give them money, and they kept wanting you to jump through more of their hoops. It wasn't good yeah. enough that you just wanted to pay. You know, Sam, i got to tell you that uh, I really want to help you never get a speeding ticket again. And here's what you do. When the cop pulls you over, he's going to say, okay, you were going 60 and the speed limit's 45 miles an hour. And you just uh-huh. say to him, officer, I wasn't going to be out that long. What does that mean? 45 miles an hour. It means you. Oh, I see. You weren't going to be out an hour, so. Uh, yeah, gonna... you make the cop laugh a little bit, you know, and then he, uh, he'll let you off. Hey, Sam, I know you've got more about your story here, so uh, hang on. We're going to bring you back. More with Sam from the Obscure Truth Network. See his videos at obscuretruth.com to get some uh, real in depth history about what it is we're talking about here. He likes to ask a bunch of questions that they don't want him to ask, and we'll find out here how his uh, second and final trial went today. More on the way here. Your calls as well about anything. It is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231, the Sickle CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got live streams, broadband version, uh, broadband version, dial-up version, and most all of the time a webcam, though tonight we have had some webcam difficulties. But it's always free, so you get what you pay for, right? Go to listen.freetalklive.com and enjoy all of that streaming on us at listen.freetalklive.com. When it's working, it's working really well. And the, and the live <laughs> streams are working so the uh, the audio streams are up uh, pretty much 24 7 uh, that's on a beta test basis so you can't guarantee it'll be there when you tune in but i'd say 99 percent of the time it's there so it's free at listen.freetalklive.com 
And join the Institute for Humane Studies if you are an undergraduate, graduate student, or recent graduate uh, in a free seminar over spring break. This March, you can join other libertarians from across the country for an intense and interdisciplinary exploration of classical liberal and libertarian thought. Participation is free. IHS provides housing and meals during the conference. You can apply now to attend a seminar at the University of California, Santa Cruz, March 7th through 12th, or Emory University in Atlanta, March 14th through the 19th. Visit libertarianseminars.com for more information. That's libertarianseminars.com. As we go back to Sam from the Obscure Truth Network, uh, Sam in Texas, soon to be in New Hampshire. Uh, Obscuretruth.com is your website. You have been experimenting in the realm of the crazy government legal land, asking lots of (laughs) questions that they would rather not be asked. And your adventures continued earlier today as you were you, you actually were interested in just making this all go away so you could focus on your move to New Hampshire. You went in there. Uh, This was your second out of two speeding tickets, you went in there with the intent to just pay it off and just make this one go away so you can just kind of move on and then you can maybe make your stand up here in New Hampshire. But in your attempts to actually pay this thing off, they kept demanding more of you. They demanded that you pay for the police overtime. You said you didn't want to do that. Then you ca- they told you that, oh, okay, we'll go back down and we'll take your money anyway. But then they told you that they wanted you to sign a plea uh, they wanted you to plea, and your whole issue originally was that you can't plea until you understand the nature of the, and the cause of the charges against you, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, which they yep. never f- fully explained to you. They never answered your questions, and so therefore you couldn't possibly enter a plea. So you went ahead with the uh, the trial, right? Exactly. Um, and I had decided that, you know, w- with the motions they filed and the way the trial went on Monday, my questions were almost pointless. Mm. Um, so my plan was to just make some kind of an opening statement, which I'll tell you guys about later, and then to sit pretty much motionless for the entire trial and let them just proceed against me without me ever saying a word to anyone. Hmm. Interesting And approach. see how that went through jury selection, through the whole trial, everything. The judge would have to sit there and ask me the questions, and I wouldn't respond. You won't respond. <laughs> <laughs> so it would really, you know, make them look like the aggressors. Right. And just, just to play around again and see, okay, when might this be appropriate to use in certain situations coming up in New Hampshire? Um, So we go back, uh, I go back into the judge's chamber again there, and turns out we got a new judge. They've they've rotated me through all three and Mm. a new prosecutor. Mm. So they just change everything out. This is this 5'2 Asian lady that's the new prosecutor, and there, uh, let's see, I didn't bring any papers in, and I was just going to sit there motionless, as I described. So I decided, well, I'll do this in the, in the judge's office, since I didn't think we were going to go to trial, or I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, so we go back, and he puts a new order in front of me. He offers it to me, and I don't take it, and I just kind of stare at him motionless, and eventually he drops it. And he says, it's the same one, or it's, the, it's a similar one that you've seen, except we've added something to it. And again, this is a motion for limine, and these are the things that I am not allowed to mention or bring up. Mm-hmm. And the new one is any reference, mention, or suggestion that the defendant uh, being, or, or sorry, of the defendant being disarmed prior to being uh, permitted to enter the courthouse facility on, on the date of trial. Wow. So if you, 
So you, you really must have got time. him uh, on Monday because you used uh, Nick Ryder's approach that you can see video footage of over at freekeen.com where he basically uh, caught him in uh, essentially caught him in uh, in a lie uh, where they you know their system claims that everybody's equal before the law but then you ask well if we're all equal here then why is it that I was screened for weapons and your guys weren't you uh, you essentially asked that on Monday and now they're telling you they're barring you from asking that question yeah, and I had thought, and, and uh, my witness wow. there had thought that that really hurt me, that that made me look crazy or whatever. Hmm. But that may have been something that uh, held up one of the jurors that saw that, okay, wait a minute, this isn't fair. If he's being disarmed and the yeah. cop has a gun, how can they be equal? Right, this guy's got a point. The quality of law is just so important. And so they barred me from doing that, and I asked, okay, wow, what was in the note that the jurors wrote? And he goes, I don't know about that. You know, if I wanted to find out, I, I would, but uh, it's not relevant to this case. So that's another way, you know, they, that they make sure this court process is fair. They restrict my right to bring up the uh, the gun in the room, so to speak, and then they won't tell me what the uh, jury said about the... Right. You can defend yourself as long as you only adhere your defense to the uh, very three, you know, the three specific areas we'll allow you to discuss. Otherwise, we'll throw you in a cage. And he also told me that um, I am not to contact any of the jurors and that that is against the law. Now, they didn't charge me with anything, and I think it's because of the cameras and the, the attention that I've drawn to this case. I think they're really worried about doing anything more aggressive, and they really want this to go away because, mm. you know, I, I make them look pretty bad. In so, there. wait, is he saying you can't contact the jurors from Monday's trial that's finished? Yes, yes. He said, it's in the statutes, read them. And I didn't think to say, oh, they're your statutes. Yeah. I didn't send or agree to them. But, yeah, well, that's ludicrous. Time. I mean, I'd, uh, the idea that you can't talk to somebody, a member of the public, after a trial is is done and over with? Yeah, it sounds yeah, to me like a restriction on free speech. Yeah, a free association, true, uh, as well. Oh, uh, it's, it's, it's all fair, guys. This is a fair <laughs> process. Okay, so then uh, we finally get to... We're pretty much ready to go, and the prosecutor drops a bombshell. The cop's not there. Hmm. So they were about to charge me overtime for a cop that wasn't there. Hmm. And uh, the judge decided, again, you know, because this process is fair, when I don't show up, I have to post a bond for a couple hundred bucks to continue the process. When they don't show up, they get a continuance that lets them uh, reschedule the trial. So this was re so they reschedule this because in some places don't they just call it off if you're challenging a ticket and the cop doesn't show up don't you win in in That's some places the first thing I I motioned to dismiss the for um, failure to prosecute but uh, he said no the rules say each side gets one continuance so I see he rescheduled um, wow. Now they were started going through more. Now, but questions. hold on, they they got the continuance, yeah. um, did, but there was no bond situation. So that sh does show that there's a difference between the status of the two uh, parties. Yes. yes, and I should have. That's one of the things. If that ever happens again, that I'm going to bring up and make an issue of. Okay, I want the the officer to post a thousand dollar bond payable to me if he does not show up for the next trial. Sounds fair to and me. Just see what they do. I, I think it's fair. I've spent a lot of time on this. Absolutely. Um, so he's going through some more questions, and while he's pointing out, you know, don't contact the juror and so forth, he asks, do you understand? And <laughs> I just stare at him. I don't move. I'm looking him right in the eye, and I don't even move at all. And he's, he's trying to get me to acknowledge. He's, at one point, you know, this was over several things that he pointed out. He says, 
I'm not get, trying to get your agreement. I just need your acknowledgement. Mm. Yeah, and, because and I, he wants you to, as you were saying earlier, stand under him. He wants you to say that you are subservient to what it is that he's demanding and the things that he's ordering you uh, around uh, to do. And if you don't understand him, then he really can't move ahead. But, of course, they yeah, will anyway. He did, yeah. Well, he yeah. would look at me and he'd say, you know, Mr. Dodson, Mr. Dodson, <laughs> okay, fine. And eventually he would give up. So he starts um, putting, put, punching the order in, the continuance in the computer, so I decide to turn my gaze from him over to the prosecutor who's sitting in the chair. So wait, you know, wait hold on a second. So this whole time you were not saying anything, right? Right. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, was, I brought up a few points, the uh, motion to dismiss the trial, and that's really about gotcha. it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Because otherwise, I've always suggested that people say, no, I don't understand. What do you mean by blah, blah, blah? And just ask them a question and see if you can keep, you know, keep them in that loop of trying to uh, get you to admit that you understand by clarifying where they're coming from. But again, you were being quiet, and that was your tactic, and it's an interesting tactic. And there's so much to experiment with here. Hang on, Sam. We're going to bring you back here in these final moments. And the toll-free number, if we can sneak you in, we'll try. 800-259-9231. Sam experimenting in the crazy realm of government legal land. We'll find out the rest of his story. And this is Free Talk Live. Talk Live. Only moments remain. We'll try to sneak in at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features. We give them away. Those other radio talk show hosts want to charge you for accessing their sites. Ours is free, so enjoy it on us at freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you'd like to help support Free Talk Live, we need your vote in the podcast awards. Now, if you've already voted, you can vote again as long as it's been over 24 hours. Go to podcastawards.com, scroll down to the political category, select Free Talk Live, scroll down a little further, input your name and email address, that's for verification purposes only, and then uh, click another, there's another checkbox, I think, or a radio button, You then click submit, and you will have entered your ballot for today in the podcast awards. Now, this is going on for another, I don't know, just over a week, I think, November 6th is when it all wraps up, so you can vote several times between now and then, once every 24 hours, at podcastawards.com. And it's really important for us. So if you haven't done it yet, please go ahead and do so. Uh, because if we can win this podcast award, it'll be our fourth in a row. And that's something that not too many other shows could claim. I remember last year when we, run our, when we won our third award in a row, I think there was only one other show that could make a similar claim. So we might be the only show to ever win four, the four podcast Pete. awards in a row, which would be fantastic. But we need you to help us out with it. So please go to podcastawards.com and vote for Free Talk Live in the political category. As we continue with Sam from the Obscure Truth Network at ObscureTruth.com. You are telling us about your courtroom experience today, wherein uh, you were, well, apparently the cop didn't show up, so they decided to continue the trial and uh, reschedule it for a later date. You were attempting an approach where you weren't saying very much to the judge, and uh, people that have been listening to this program know that you go in there and you ask questions and you kind of experiment and feel the system out and, you know, try to try to test the waters of this crazy legal, governmental legal land system that we have. And you've been learning some very interesting stuff, and people can see some actual video footage from some of the things you've been doing at ObscureTruth.com. But go ahead and continue your story, Sam. Okay, so we're going back and forth, and sort of. He's He's making these statements and trying to get me to acknowledge what I'm saying to him. And he made one that I didn't know how to respond to. So what I said, I ended up speaking, and what I said was this. 
I told him, I am operating under protest and duress at all times. I reserve all of my rights at all times. I waive none of my rights at any time. And then there was silence for a little bit, and uh, he's like, okay. And uh, <laughs> as he's typing this order in, he goes, and I'll note in the record that you reserve all your rights. Now, he didn't mention the part about operating under protest and duress, and mm-hmm. I think that's significant. Hmm. I don't don't know how yet, but I maybe should have challenged that and made him enter that into the record, because I know there's a, one of the tricks that they use is they'll restate the order or what, the request in order to you know, make it more favorable for the state. So we're sitting there, he's going through more of this stuff, and I decide, okay, uh, I, the judge is looking at his computer, I'm going to turn to my left and stare at the prosecutor. <laughs> so I did, I turned straight to her, and she's, she can see me out of the corner of her eye, and I'm just staring right at her, and she knows it. <laughs> and it was not too long, about four, five minutes that I didn't move or break my gaze, and mm-hmm. she's like looking up, I could just hear her mind ticking, thinking, oh God, he's still looking at me, oh, oh look straight ahead. Don't look over there. I'll, I'll look at my papers. And so she would shuffle her papers for a minute and then look back up. And it, it was uncomfortable for her. And I think that's a, that was a good tactic. Yeah, um, make them uncomfortable. Yeah. So then uh, eventually they, they scheduled another trial. Now, the, um, When's this one? The, the, they had at least 40 jurors in the room. And if they're paying them, I think it's $18 a day, so that's about $700 hmm. that it costs the state today. So, <laughs> Ian, I dare you to name one way your silly private arbitration courts could possibly handle a $200 dispute any more efficiently. <laughs> this is amazing. And so when do they reschedule the, uh, the next trial for? I don't know. I, you know, he wanted me to go down and give paperwork to the, the clerk. and he, Well, actually, he knew <laughs> I wasn't going to do that, and he's like, we'll just mail it to you. So I turned and left, yeah. and that was it. Huh. And that was so it. I'll find out. Did you It'll have your escorts be... today? On Monday, you had a couple of police escorts the entire time. Did that happen today? I did not. There were only hmm. uh, the, uh, Officer Nolan, the, the I don't know if I swore an oath guy, he was actually the only one there. And then actually... Oh, good old Ronnie showed up, the one from the, the video that, are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah, you the look? older guy. Yeah. Yeah. He was there, and I'm like, hey, Ronnie, how you doing, bud? And <laughs> I started talking to him on camera because I have my camera with me nice. all day today. And uh, I just covered it up when I went back to the prosecutor's office. So apparently the uh, the lawyers have told them, as long as he's not filming, he's allowed to bring the camera back, and you can't attack him for that. Hmm. So anyway, it hmm. changed. It was interesting. All right, so they're going to mail you the uh, the final uh, trial date, and then hopefully this will all wrap up, and you'll be able to get up here to New Hampshire. Now, if it if their t- final trial date ends up being like middle January, you're planning on being out of there by the end of the year. You just going to blow it off, or are you going to go I down? I would for- probably just have them transfer the bond over because. I'm thinking if I'm going to turn in their driver's license back to them, it would be easier to do that without warrants or anything like that outstanding. Yeah, I'm thinking you're right. So so when you say you're going to turn in their bond, what's that mean? No, no, turn in their driver's license back to them. Oh, oh okay. I you see. can so, surrender it to the state back to them. Right. And then it's not – they can't charge you with a suspended driver's driving license or anything like that or expired or whatever. Got it. Because I've surrendered it back to them. I'm no longer licensed. By but are them. you going to do – you're going to pay them? But so, like, What I'm curious is if they schedule the next trial for the middle of January and you're going to be gone by then, are you just going to go ahead and try to pay, pay it, it up? Okay. Yeah, I think I so. All right. Isn't yeah. there a charge out there called driving without a driver's license? Well, What do they, we'll what do they charge 14-year-olds with? 
<laughs> I don't know, Mark, but uh, I'm planning on joining Sam in his uh, protest. In fact, I'm looking into, right now we've got a thread going on at the NHFree.com forums about a private license plate that we might be having manufactured, uh, which could be a lot of fun. And so we're going to be uh, talking and discussing more about that in the future. And Sam, anything else on your mind tonight? Nope, that's it. Thanks for the call and the update, and uh, I'm sure that pe- people will be able to see some of the footage from today within the next few Our- weeks over at ObscureTruth.com, right? Yep. Very good. Are all these license plates uh, going to be like the same? You know, like the, the, they're all the same in New Hampshire. So are all your uh, what? What the Shire license plate? Are they all going to be identical? No, there's no way to in- ensure that they'll all be identical. Because oh, anybody- so everybody's going to make their own. Presumably, I mean, what, some paper mache decide, or some no. There's uh, like license plate websites that will customize license plates. So for are you, you. Is there, are you all going to have the same thing written? Like you have the same letters and numbers um, on I, your license plate as the other people? Or no, I, Mark, I I actually want different numbers. So yeah. I, I like your point and I agree with it that if a car is leaving the scene of an accident or or where property or a person has been injured. You need a, a way to identify that vehicle. And that's I, what I we're talking about, fair. actually, on the thread right now, is I suggested that uh, perhaps a phone number would be an ideal sort of seven-digit number for people to use, so your actual phone number is on the back of your car at all times. Yep, there's a yeah, seven I can't digit be number. giving out my number like that, Ian. Yeah. <laughs> the girls will be, be chasing call. Sam all right. over the place. Um, <laughs> the the, the, the seven-digit numbers here in New Hampshire, um, they're on, on the license plates now, and no one thinks to call them. I don't think anyone will think that that's your phone number. Yeah, but if you put a 603, up at the top and a dash, they might be able to figure it out. Anyway, Sam, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. Let's talk to Tom in California. You are on Free Talk Live. Hello, Tom. Hi. Hey, Tom. Yeah, um, if I were to ask you what the highest court in the land was, you'd probably say what 99% of people say. You'd say the Supreme Court, right? Sounds right. Okay. Yeah. But according to Red Beckman, who was uh, interviewed on another Genesis program, uh, he says the highest court in the land is not the Supreme Court. It is the grand jury. Mm, there you go. And he yeah. said the grand juries are usually convened by uh, um, state attorney generals or something like that, but it can be uh, called by citizens also. Really? How but does that grand- work? I'm not sure how it works. Uh, there's a lot of uh, Google video you, out there, you, though. If you Google, if you Google grand jury, I'm sure there's a lot of information. Google yeah. Red that. Beckman. I just did, and there's nothing but video here. Red <laughs> Beckman. Red, Red isn't exactly yeah, hiding he, under a rock. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was interviewed uh, July 31st of the last hour of uh, of uh, Alex's show. That's uh, an interesting point. He says that the, the Supreme Court actually. Uh, they are all employees of the United States government. They each get a check mm-hmm. from the government each week. So they, they have a conflict of interest. You better believe it. Um, and they're not even, they don't even have to be an attorney to be a Supreme Court justice. Do you know that? I didn't know that, no. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard and, that too. Uh, so it is a good thing since they are uh, kind of what they are, uh, that there is a, a higher court, and that is the grand jury. Now, that grand jury... And can they can even subpoena the president of the United States as they, as wow. you said with uh, with um, Bill Clinton? They can they can uh, uh, call in the judge and question the judge. They can. I they love can this idea. We law. need to figure out how to convene a grand jury and start asking all kinds of questions they don't want us to ask. I think it's a great idea, and yeah. I thank you for the call, Tom. That's Appreciate your we... patience tonight. It has been Ian here with you and Wayne. And Mark. We shall return tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. And we'll talk to you tomorrow night, freetalklive.com.
books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. 